San Francisco is all kind of messed up. You got human waste all over the streets. You got crime rampant through the streets as well. There's this viral video where 10 people just run out of a building just stealing stuff. And people are, are heard saying, I guess crime is legal. And we've been hearing, hearing this for a while. Now, the funny thing is you've got this progressive district attorney. So now that this, this study comes out showing 40% of people in San Francisco, I think registered voters, have said they're planning on leaving or considering leaving because of the lower quality of life and the crime. And there's this big threat talking about it. This progressive DA who's supposed to be arresting and prosecuting these people said, well, that's just because uh, they're racist. That they're, they're, Their fears are just linked to racism. It's like the easiest way to not take responsibility for screwing up your city. So we're going to talk about this and a bunch of other social issues around, you know, what's happening with crime in New York City, how it's uh, how it's come to this. But we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about dating and uh, economic attractiveness. We have this article where it, it, it's basically a collection of TikToks of, from women who posted photos of themselves before they met their boyfriends or husbands. And they're all slim and attractive. And they're like, here's me now. And they're like unkempt and obese. And that, this plays into a lot of dating tropes. And we got some guys who uh, I, I guess are experts. Maybe. Are you guys experts? I don't know. Fresh and fit uh, podcast guys? Somewhat. I you mean, know. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> he was following. Every now and then. You know, every now just and to, then we try to womanize maybe. I don't know. Just <laughs> just some random dudes or something. I got a bunch of people following you. Like, you <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. We're so, just we'll, so we'll talk a lot about this. This is, this is important, too, because the, the feminism, dating, how the media plays it, how the dating apps play it has a huge impact on our political space. You know, politics is downstream from culture. So a lot of the things that we see really are rooted in, I guess, a lot of it's feminism, but a lot of it's intersectionality or critical race theory and all this stuff. So so we'll get into all that. Do you guys want to just actually do an intro for yourselves? Yeah, sure, sure. So we're fresh and fit, man. (laughs) I mean, you've seen us all over TikTok, World Star, you know, the fights, all that stuff. But behind the scenes, man, we're just some guys from Miami living life. I mean, it's not how women think, how men think put them all in one room together and we, we made sense of the whole arguments that they have so pretty much yeah man uh basically our podcast we help men become better you know through fitness finances and you know dealing with girls you know because mm-hmm. yeah, obviously dating is <laughs> tough for a lot of guys out here yeah so uh you know we talk about a lot of uncomfortable truths in the dating game and mm-hmm. teach guys what it really takes to be attractive despite you know how unflattering or politically incorrect it is did you guys say your names yet Oh yeah, well, Marin, Marin Gaines, <laughs> Fresh yeah. Prince CEO. Yeah, Marin Gaines, man, aka uh, Fit, and then he's Fresh, a uh, Fresh Prince CEO. Yeah, aka so, uh, Walt, Walter Weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your real name's already out there. So it's already out there. Who cares? Too many articles. Yeah. We got Ian. Chilling. Oh, hello everyone. Ian Crossland over here. Glad you guys are here. I think a lot about how was it politics is downstream of culture. Mm-hmm. I think that culture is downstream of technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depending on how you twist and bend mm-hmm. technology, you're going to get a massively different culture. And we see this with Bumble and online dating. A lot yeah. of that has contributed to this. Crazy. Yeah, that's. that's yeah, online dating, this this mobile technology changed a lot of how we, we have dating culture. Yeah, social media culture. itself, man, has changed the whole landscape because now access is abundant. So Yeah, yeah. We got we got a lot of talk about this, but we're gonna we're gonna work our way into that through yeah, through sure. just you know regular old politics. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got a lady pushing buttons. I'm also in the corner. I'm really excited about this. So I was talking to these guys before the podcast, and uh, we agree on a lot more mm-hmm. than most people probably realize. So I'm stoked for this. Pretty based conversation earlier. Yeah, it was based. fantastic. <laughs> it was getting really spicy before we even started. <laughs> right, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna ease into it. We're just gonna go over some of these sure. some of these news stories okay. up front, and then uh, we're gonna get Let's into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't forget, before we start, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and you will get access to exclusive members-only content. We've got uh, awesome segments. Uh, one of them from Dr. Chris Martinson. I, actually, I, can't, I can't even show you on the website on the screen because the title of it would get us banned off YouTube. 
That's that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about. And this guy's a PhD pathologist talking about you know what's going on with COVID. So we have to have these conversations off uh, off of YouTube and on the site. But you're also helping support our newsroom. We are we are we just uh, uh, we got two more journalists coming on who are going to be uh, doing a lot of news and stuff. We are going to be working on launching the the Unexplained Mysteries podcast this weekend because we never stop working. We're going to be filming the vlog. All that's at TimCast.com. So so please become a member. Plus, we're going to have a bonus segment coming up later tonight after the show ends. We record one just for members where we're allowed to say all the things that YouTube would ban us for. And that will be probably pretty fun because even before the show, these guys, I think it's going to be a blast. But uh, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. If you really do like it, it's the most powerful thing you can do. We don't got the marketing budget of CNN or anything like that. But if you're like, hey, man, this is a really great show, just share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, do whatever, because people are saying they're not getting the notifications. They're not getting you know, shown the podcast. Some people are saying they go to the channel. It's not even there. That happens. Mm. Yep, yep. But we're also on iTunes, Spotify, so we're trying to spread everything around and get people to go to uh, – uh, you know, um, our website, timcast.com, but you can follow the show at timcast IRL on Instagram and Facebook. Let's talk about this, uh, this first story real quick and, uh, let, let's, let's see what's going on. We got this story from Fox News. San Francisco DA official says, I'm sorry, I, I, I keep, I keep, I keep screwing this up. I said this was Chessa Bowden. It's not the DA. Oh. It's the DA official who uh, says mm. crime surge fears linked to racism. It's similar considering the district attorney is supposed to be the one that's prosecuting all this crime. Reports of vehicle break-ins are up by between 100% and 750% in parts of San Francisco. And we're seeing stuff like this all over. We got this story from the Daily Mail. Crime is basically legal in San Francisco. Furious shopper posts video of horde of shoplifters fleeing Neiman Marcus, totally unchecked with armfuls of designer bags. So uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just jump in. I mean, I've been talking about this stuff for a while. I don't want to, I lived in the Philadelphia area. I don't want to live there because oh, yeah, you know, there were riots. <laughs> there was a, it's not even about the riots. There was one story where a guy barricaded himself inside a building and started shooting at cops. Mm. Like, I think he shot like five people. And so at a certain point, I'm just like, why am I even living in a place like this? Yeah. Whoa. But especially over the past year with crime skyrocketing everywhere, you guys are in Miami. Yeah. I'm wondering what you guys have noticed. If uh, yeah. Bre- breaking into cars sounds like Wynwood. <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> like you'll go down to party with your friends or whatever in a cool spot area. Yeah. You come out to your cars. It's open. It's Wynwood like, is, uh, it's, it's basically like, think of it as like our Williamsburg of like, uh, New York or yeah. Brooklyn. It's like, you know, going through gentrification, very mm-hmm. similar to Austin. Uh, a lot of graffiti, a lot of really art artsy. So uh, yeah, it's like right there in that art district area. So you know, but it's going. That used to be the hood back in the day. So now, what's going on is like a lot of car break-ins, a lot of people getting robbed, and everything like that. And and Philly is like always consistently in the top five or ten most dangerous cities in the U.S. Man. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, I, I guess like the like the recurring theme with all of this is that these cities are typically run by Democrats. Yes. I'm, Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I don't know how political you guys get because you talk a lot well, about dating. We, My, Miami is, uh, we were the last county to open yeah. after the beer bug mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. We were the last county because Florida was open for a while, but Miami Dade was the slowest. We just opened back up maybe what, a month ago? A month ago. So yeah, we're pretty, they're pretty. That's one of the craziest things is you had Democratic. that, you have that county that was like safe Democrat that flipped Republican. Which county was that? Was that? Yeah, it was Miami, wasn't it? Was that north of Miami? <laughs> is it Miami Dade? It might have been Broward. Broward is that one area that's like Maybe. it's like I think it it's, might have been Broward. Yeah, probably, probably Broward. Broward. Yeah, because uh, Miami Dade is typically always blue, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Broward like went red for a bit because Broward is like a lot more diverse yes, than South Florida. It, yeah. Well, it is South Florida, but it's much more diverse than no, Miami yeah, Dade it, County area. In Miami Dade, yeah. oh, it was Miami Dade. Yeah, it was Miami. There you go. Ooh. Okay, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know which which twenty seventh. 27th district 27th and 27th, 26th. That was crazy because they, uh, they were saying that it was safe Democrat. It wasn't going to change. 
Mm. But there's like I, I guess the, the main theme of the story that we're, we're going on is when you look at I think San Diego is run by Republicans. Mm. They're not in the top ten for crime, even though in the top ten biggest cities. Mm. So like, I don't I don't I don't know if what's your guys' opinion on this. San Diego is great, man. I I like San Diego. But, I, I'm just, not a fan of California, but San Diego I do like. So nice. Just in general for like the crime we're seeing. Honestly, what's it like in Miami? Um, for crime, it's kind of like how to put this. It's more in the party scene. I would say this: like, let's say you're going out, friends, right? You meet a girl. Guys are getting like finesse from girls. Like, for example, <laughs> you bring to, to your house. You know, mm-hmm. you have a great time. The time you wake up, your stuff is gone. <laughs> That's the problem in Miami all the time, right? Wow. We're in Miami. Think about it. We're you know yeah. party capital. And then just being a regular regular civilian, you know, you're walking around whatever. Uh, certain areas are obviously still not safe. But I would say more it's like car break-ins, you know, guys getting finesse from girls. And then also, you know, even behind the scenes, there's like, um, you know, theft with scammers, you know, people putting... But does it feel like it's going up? Um, I- I'll say this. Um, Miami Beach yeah. has definitely changed yeah. significantly over the past, you know, 10, 15 years. You know, ever since... I, I, for me, what I noticed the trigger point was right around 2008 when Florida started getting on the map with DJ Khaled and Lil Wayne and all these rappers like really like representing the South Florida area. And then it brought more tourism, more traffic to Miami because a lot of people think Miami Beach like, oh, Ocean Drive. They think that's Miami. No, that's Miami Beach. Yeah. But Miami Beach now, it's it could be ratchet at times like Memorial Day weekend. You don't want to be there. Mm. So um, but yeah, there there is a lot of crime in Miami Beach because, you know, it draws a certain crowd there on certain types of events. And then, yeah, a lot of fights, shootings, robberies, you know, in Miami Beach quite a bit. I would say the main area of tourists. Like Broward and Miami Beach. Because we're yeah. in Brickell downtown, so we're kind of like in a safe area, so to speak, but it's yeah. not like crazy, like, you know. And then downtown Miami has like all the homeless people. Yeah. Like all the homeless people in Miami Does are like concentrated worse? downtown. Yeah, dude. It's, <laughs> yo, okay. Get this, right? So I came here five years ago to Miami, right, from Barbados. And downtown Brickell is kind of like, okay, open area, not too much people over there, not, not too many homeless. Now it's like overrun. Mm. But, you know, the pandemic, all this stuff happens, people are out of jobs. That's where they go. Brickell is like the Manhattan of Miami. If I was yeah. to give people like an example of what it is, it's like the financial district. It's clean. It's nice. Like, you know, they've been really working on making it nice because yeah. it used to be when people came to Miami, they would go to Miami Beach immediately. They would never go into the city. Right. Like you actually, you would never go into the city unless you worked. But now, you know, the city's becoming more tourist friendly. They're trying to compete with Miami Beach. That's why Wynwood is coming up. The design district. Brickell has its own, uh, its own scene and everything else like that. But yeah. so it's like, it's fixing, but. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like a lot of scammers in Miami. A lot of girls rob dudes. People don't know. It's just that the guys don't report it to the cops. They don't report it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I lived in Miami for a little bit. Uh, I was in by Homestead, actually, where they oh, okay. have that where that that famous child detention migrant facility or whatever. Mm. And we had uh, one crazy thing happened. The neighbors warned us that there were some home invasions and people were shot and killed. Mm. And so I think this is why why this is what explains a lot of like. You know, Florida gets a Republican governor. Ron DeSantis, everybody loves the guy, mm-hmm. you know, and they're saying he might run for president or maybe he'll be vice president. Who knows? But when I was there, this is a story I often tell people. I was at a Trump rally talking to people about this because, uh, you know, this was this is back in the day or it was like six years ago. There was a, there were some home invasions. A guy was in his shower and he heard noise downstairs like rustling. So he walks downstairs in his towel and then two guys see him and then just one guy just shoots him in the chest, kills him. Mm. And this is this is like 40 miles west of Miami. So it's like not that far away. Okay. And, you know, so I, I was talking to people in the neighborhood about they're like, you got to be really careful. You know, you, I hope you have guns. And we were like, we didn't have any guns. Like, <laughs> we're in the middle of nowhere, but we weren't armed or anything like that. We had like an air pressure rifle. And so then talking to talking to these people, a lot of them were, were Latino immigrants. A lot of them were Cuban. Yeah. And they said, oh, yeah, those like we we're talking to our neighbors about it. And they were like, oh, yeah, those guys. Oh, yeah, they killed it. I think they caught them. They were illegal immigrants mm. who like were, were ransacking houses west of Miami where it's like there's no cops. It's pitch black. It's like farmhouses. Uh, probably un- unincorporated you know, Dade. 
Yo, so yeah, so like, Homestead yeah. is no man's land. Yeah. <laughs> and there's it's nothing out there, it's very bro. cheap over here too. There's so I get there. it. Yeah, there's yeah. an Air Force base, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. You know, but that, that 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 to me was one like when the people I see the Trump flags everywhere, and I was talking mm-hmm. at rallies, uh, talking to people at rallies. I was like, oh, now I get it. Like this is these are the stories that they're hearing all the time. That's why they're very concerned about illegal immigration. That's why they're very concerned about having oh, yeah. rights to guns and things like that. But uh, anyway, I digress. I, you know, I want to ask you guys, like, how do you how do you manage to do a podcast underwater? You know, cause <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, heard, I heard Miami we're, sank. We're sinking. Yeah, we're sinking every day, bro. We uh, had a building that just, just collapsed. That's uh, true. Surfside, yeah. South Beach, what in Miami Beach. Terrible, yeah. man. Why Miami was Beach. that? They ever figure out why? So uh, apparently, the building had a, a very bad structure. It was had some issues going on, but they never, they never fixed it. Mm-hmm. So they were told ahead of time, "Hey guys, this building is under some, you know, some." You know, issues you need to fix it as soon as possible, but then they never did it. And then what happened was, I think we had like a lot of rain, a lot of like, um, what what was it? Was it like a fissure or something like that? Yeah, I mean, the thing about Miami is like a lot of the buildings were built, you know, on the back Old. of, of co- you know, the cocaine era, you know, so it's <laughs> like they're, they're not necessarily like uh, Miami was built on the back of like narco trafficking. So let's be honest about it. So, like, you know, they like, and it's because I'm a real estate investor in Miami too. Yeah. It's not uncommon for them to be breaking all kinds of codes and violations when you're like looking at real estate property in Miami. So I would yeah. not be surprised if that building was, uh, didn't pass certain regulations and it might have like, you know, Collapse on itself. Yeah. So somebody uh, just grease some palms. Yeah. Exactly. You, you put some through. money over there. They yeah. hush. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I gotta dump this money in somewhere, bro. Like somewhere. So real estate. But yo, imagine you're in your home. All of a sudden, oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and there's so many buildings in Miami like that. So who knows? Miami might be underwater. Who really knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if your podcasts? You know, what if like they're building your and just like, dude, yeah, it's it bro. Happen. Who knows? Because I'll tell you this: we're high up. When it rains, yeah, we're high up. <laughs> we're high up. <laughs> <laughs> when when Brickle, uh, when when it rains really bad in Brickle, like it does go underwater. Like there's flood. There's like puddles Yo, everywhere. Yeah, Cars videos, like are bro, driving through. We're like it's like a. Imagine you're at a lake, and it's the city. It's that crazy. What? So it's it's bad. Is it really sinking though? Or is it like, because when I was there, mm-hmm. I remember I went down to Miami Beach one day and there mm-hmm. was like a couple inches of water just in the street. And they said, oh, it's because Miami's sinking. Oh. But other people told me it's been like this forever. It it's has. like, it's sea level. So mm-hmm. it rains and then like the, there's nowhere to drain the water. So it just like is in the streets. So I'm wondering how much of it's political. Because here's the thing that they're saying that, you know, the, the water levels are going to rise, climate change and all that. But you still got all these investors buying up property. All across Miami. Yeah. See, that's my question. Dude. Why are these millionaires dumping money into a property that may go underwater? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking they must be doing something behind the scenes to stop the, you know. Not only that, like, uh, me and Fresh are both involved in real estate too. And, yeah. uh, the market in Miami right now is hot, man. Like yeah. these, these, uh, if you guys are trying to buy in Miami, man, this is going to be expensive because these New York investors, they're moving down in yeah. rows. The Canadians, man. the Russians. It, it, yeah. Uh, Chinese. People from Massachusetts, New York. Connecticut, the Northeast in general are it's moving this. down there in droves because they're looking at like, okay, what did the beer bug teach us? Okay, well now you can work from home. You don't necessarily need to be tied to a certain location to be able to do work and commute yeah. in. So why are you going to pay three, four, five, six thousand dollars to live in a closet in New York City when you can go down to Florida, warm all year, no state income tax. And for a lot of people that don't know this, Florida is actually fairly cheap to live in. Miami is actually yeah. a cheap city to live in. Mm-hmm. You can get a one bedroom apartment in Brickell, which is in Manhattan, Miami. For two thousand a month or less, yep. you would never find that in Manhattan. Nope, bro. You're, my my, like, my friend had a, had a had a place in Brickell, over overlooking like the bay, and they had two they had two pools for residents: a saltwater pool and a freshwater pool. <laughs> yeah, not that expensive. It's and yeah. it's like super nice place. People think Miami's yeah. expensive, but it's here's not. the thing: it's expensive if you party, party. in Miami. Miami, ah. since so many people come to party in Miami Beach, it's expensive. But if you actually live in the city of Miami, not that bad. And if you want to avoid sea level, 
you can go to Wynwood and that's above sea level. It is. So a lot of investors, yeah. that's where they go to invest and buy property. That's going to blow up soon. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, man, I think a lot of people are moving down there because of freedom. Facts. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, you had Texas and Florida saying, you know, got to wear masks, you can do whatever you want. Like, life is, is normal here. Yeah. That's why people, I think, I think a lot of people moved to Florida. So uh, our friend Luke, for instance, you know, he was on the show, Luke Rakowski, for, for a couple months. And then he's like, I'm leaving. I'm going to Florida. <laughs> And he was like, you should come with. And I'm like, bro, we can't just go to Florida. He went to, he went to Florida. I don't know what he's doing now. It's a great state, man. You should come, man. I lived in Florida. The problem is you can't go outside. What? The humidity? It, <laughs> humidity. It's like it's 100 degrees of the maximum humidity, and it's monsooning half the time. I lived in uh, when I lived out there. I'll be honest, bro. I mean, we stay inside most of the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean. No. <laughs> so we, you, you're good, bro. You're good. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take warm weather because I grew yeah. up in Connecticut. So yeah. I, I grew up in the Northeast. I went to college in Boston. I'm very familiar with New England and Northeast in general. I lived in New York City. I've lived in Philly. And it's just like, man, I'll, I'll take that hot weather over cold weather any day, man. Like, Listen, But that's just me. Some people like the season changing. But like for me, it's like it's cheaper. It's warmer. The girls are hotter. Mm-hmm. You know, Listen. I will say this, though. Here's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Nevada, Florida, and Texas are going to see huge migration of new and uh, Why, new why is that? Because uh, they all don't have state income tax. And they're all uh, – a lot of people are escaping major yep. cities that are yep. expensive. Las Vegas for L.A. Uh, a lot of people from New York are coming down to Florida. Florida. And then um, Texas, everyone's just going to Texas because Texas is a, a fantastic place to be. If I wasn't in Florida, I'd be in Texas. Houston – you could buy a beautiful home for three hundred thousand yes. dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, Texas is a very self sufficient state. Gas is cheap, food is cheap. They make a lot of their own stuff. Very self sufficient state. Hell, if they wanted to leave the United States, they could. Don't they have that on paper somewhere too? I think they do. <laughs> yeah. So um, the only thing that sucks is like you know Houston traffic is awful and you need a car. But Texas is a great place to be. So I think those three states in the next five to ten years, you guys are going to see an explosion because now people are seeing I don't have to be domain dependent on where I am to like work. I can work remotely. So if you're going to work remotely, why not pay less taxes and be in a warmer, better area? There are, there are some rumors. I, I haven't looked into this that West Virginia is also trying to get rid of their, their, well, West Virginia is trying to get rid of their income tax, at least at a certain mm. level. I don't know if they're actually going to do it or not. I haven't looked into it, but mm. a lot of people in West Virginia are talking about it. Mm. So I, I like it out here, man. You know, uh, it's close enough to the East coast, a couple hours to Philly, a couple hours to, you know, you, well, not a couple hours, but you can head down to Miami, not too difficult. DC's right there. Yeah. And, uh, you're allowed to have guns. You, you know, you, you can, you got a big, big open spaces and I like snowboarding, you know, periodically, maybe once or twice. I don't want to go crazy with it, but, uh, winter's nice. <laughs> yeah. New yeah. Hampshire, I, w- I would say New Hampshire is also, uh, good as well for people that want to stay in New England and still be able to get that experience because there's no stating of attacks in, uh, New Hampshire either. And you're just a hop skipping away from, uh, Massachusetts, you know, you if go. you want to go to Boston or, or Springfield or anything like that. Regarding like coastal cities getting going underwater, I think what happens when that does happen is it happens in jolts because if the if the ice caps melt, there will be like a rise in, in water. But what happens is when the ice is removed from the earth, the earth rises where that ice used to be, and earth elsewhere on the planet goes down. So like it will literally sink. So not only does the water level rise, but the earth sinks. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying the water when, level? When ice caps melt and just disappear all in the day, if there's like a firestorm and all the ice caps are gone, yeah. mm-hmm. all that land rises where the ice used to be compressing it goes up. And so earth on other parts of the planet sit, go down when that, when that land goes up. So when the, the ice, ice caps are removed, part of earth will sink. Oh, oh. hold on, bro. And that's it, in lot, addition to the water rushing. There. Well, a lot of times climate change happens in jolts. It doesn't the, happen the, slow. The, the northern ice caps aren't on land. You've got Greenland, which is on land. Antarctica well, is Antarctica, on land. Antarctica, basically. But Antarctica is, 
I, I, I depends on depending on your source. Yeah. Antarctica is is gaining ice in some areas, maybe losing ice in some. But areas. if it were to lose its ice, that that that's you would see land sink as well as water go up. So I like, like are like the tectonic plates floating on water. You're saying it depends on what theory you look at. If you look mm-hmm. at the expanding Earth theory, there are no tectonic. I plates. don't think expanding Earth theory is real. I, I think we should go <laughs> deep on expanding. <laughs> Earth theory one day. I don't know, man. We're talking about investing in real estate yeah. and everything. Yeah. Well, land uh, sinking. I don't think it's going to sink. I don't. I, I think buying it is a short term. Considered high risk investment when it's not. You buy. I, I just think it's weird that I, I watched this video where a guy made a really good point. He's like, all these people are coming out claiming that you know climate change is going to wipe everything out. It's gonna, the water level is going to rise twenty feet, and there are, and all these rich people are buying up beachfront property in Miami. <laughs> like, what? Look, either they're expecting it not to happen or they're lying. Mm. See, that's the question here. Why are they buying these million dollar homes right on the water? Something's come, something's up here. Mm. They know something that, something that we don't know. They have to. Yeah, I, Maybe I, they're Atlantean. They can breathe underwater. Or something. <laughs> yeah, that's probably Naturally. it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm seeing now in Miami they're putting like these pillars in the water. I don't know what they do, but they're supposed to like stabilize the the. I, I don't know what it is, but they're putting pillars huh. in the water. I don't know like why. wave breaks. Are they breaking the waves? Is uh, I don't know what it does, bro. Just they're, they're, they're there. Wh- wh- what I think honestly is that yeah. these New Yorkers, these New York investors, have so much money mm-hmm. that like even if the place was to flood or whatever it is, they can fix the damages. Like they, they can, they're buying it at such a low cost mm-hmm. that even buying it at that cost and fixing the damage is going to be cheaper than buying a piece of property in New York. Like I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, right? Like uh, and I uh, in in the right off Church Avenue, right? Uh, as a kid, like from zero to nine years old, then I moved. That property, I, I went and like looked at it. It's worth like two million dollars now, wow. and it's like just like a little crappy apartment like yeah. building, and it's like worth two million dollars now. So it's like New York uh, uh, real estate. You, you can't even get in the game unless you have millions. So it's like, oh, I can go to Florida and buy like a triplex or a quadplex or whatever, or, or maybe even an apartment building for under a million. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. But not, as an not, investor, not, well, hold on. Some of these firms are probably just getting fed money for free. It just uh, they just get loans from the banks. They don't care about. What, what's what's the worst case scenario if you buy this property and 30 years is underwater? Whatever bankruptcy, you walk away. Mm. Why do they care? Is it is it Blackstone that's doing that? Yeah, Black At Rock least. and Blackstone, right? Yeah, Black Blackstone I think bought up a company that that does this that buys properties and rents them out, and then mm. I think Black Rock was the one that was buying up all the properties themselves. Mm. I don't know. I got I got there's like two different confusing. companies. And I know, right? It's annoying. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying if I'm an if I'm an I'm an investor, a smart investor, I don't want to put money into something that might lose money. So I'm just thinking from my, from my point of view. Hey, I'm an investor where there's not sea level problems. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm I'm just uh, I, what I've come to realize is like these New York investors, they're not even getting good cash on cash returns like that. They they're care. barely breaking ten percent, and they're still doing the deal. So that tells me that they just have a bunch of money they need to get rid of or okay. something. Have you have you guys been tracking what's going on with the the economy since like with COVID and stuff? Yeah, to a degree. Because you're mentioning like you're a real estate investor. Because we, we have another story I want to talk about too. We'll jump into this and then we'll get into the dating stuff after this sure, one. Sure, sure. Supermarkets are now. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Supermarkets are stockpiling inventory as food costs rise. Grocers are setting aside larger amounts of frozen meat, sugar, and other items to protect profits ahead of anticipated price increases. A lot of people think that there's going to be like some kind of market collapse. Inflation's already through the roof. Like, yeah. we're, mm-hmm. we're, like I mean, the bacon's up like twenty percent. Gas is up. You know, highest than it's been in seven years. Mm-hmm. Now grocery stores are trying to buy as much as they can right now. Yeah. It, what it was it like six like, bucks in L.A.? Yes. When we were in LA. We were just in L.A. We were shout out to Adam Twenty Two and No Jumper. We were over there and under, we under were in bus. L.A. for a couple uh, for a couple of days and the gas was outrageous, like six bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Six a bucks. Gallon? Yeah, six bucks. I'm per not gonna lie. Like, I feel like it's an agenda going on right now. Mm. I feel like this whole pandemic thing was kind of like a um, a cause to a means to an end. And they want to kind of bring about a certain change, and this might become some conspiracy. Here we go. Exactly. It's not. So a, it's not a conspiracy. Play the X Files music. 
They publicly say, like, yeah. COVID is our chance to change, you know, capitalism, to reform capitalism. Mm. So it's like, it, it doesn't have to be a conspiracy. It's just a bunch of ideologues saying, I'm going to do things in this direction. Yeah, right. And then you end up with, you know, $6 gas in California, people fleeing like crazy. Nobody wants to live there. There's a saying that says, from all the chaos comes order. So I think this is like a, a, a I would say this is a made up agenda to push what they want, but control the money and control, control you know, the food, all the stuff. So I'll tell you guys what I'm doing personally. I, I'm like getting rid of all my fiat currency. I'm throwing it into mm. uh, Ethereum, mm-hmm. Christa, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, real estate, and then I even bought some silver, precious metals as yes. well. Yeah. So I feel, and, and then uh, the next thing I'm going to do, I don't know much about the stock market. I'm going to get into that as well. Get a uh, trading, get a sorry, a broker account, and then get into that as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, if you have a diversified portfolio and you like take your earned income and throw it into assets, man, that's the best you could do. Because I agree with you, inflation is gonna, <laughs> we're gonna well, pay look, for look, it soon. If these supermarkets are buying food right now, dude, food food spoils. So how long is this food really going to last in their freezers? A couple months. They must be expecting some massive inflation to hit within the next few months or so. So what, what, what do these big supermarket chains know that we don't? Where they're willing to point. bet on buying tons of food that could spoil they might never sell. No, they think they're going to sell it, which means are people going to be running out the door and buying up food right now? Like, there's, there's a lot of questions about this. They buy larger amounts of frozen meat. How long is that really going to last? How long can you freeze meat for in your, in your freezer at home? Six months, I think. Yeah. Six months? I think so. That's yeah. That's a pretty long time. While, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's like pushing it to the limit. Yeah. But, but that means. Scarface. <laughs> if you, if they, if you, look, if you went out right now and bought 10 loaves of bread. Yeah. You can only freeze them for so long. It's not going to be good. Right. Yeah. And so you're really expecting you're going to eat all that bread. And you'd have to get the worst bread. Not like the good stuff, not the Ezekiel. Right. You'd have to get like the crappy white bread for it to last yeah. that long. Right, know? right, right. All the preservatives <laughs> and it's really thin. Not yeah. like Ian's yeah. bread. Ezekiel yeah. is going to be green in like three days. Yeah, <laughs> Ian, Ian, Ian makes bread spoils in a couple of days because yeah. it's just so fresh. No yeah. preservative. But, but no, check it out. Wow. Check it out. If these stores are buying up all this food, it sounds like they think people are going to be buying up all this food soon. Mm. Why? For, for that freaks me, out. <laughs> that <Yeah>. freaks me <laughs> out. That's a good point, man. It's like something going to happen. People going to get extra hungry or I'm going to die. I like to eat organic. Oh, oh yeah, you're totally gonna. Die. Yeah, I'm dead. No, 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 no. That's the good news. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, listen. When all the food is 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 you know gone or expensive, you need to eat the bugs fresh. You know, fresh right out of the ground. Cicadas are all gone, so you can't do that anymore. Roaches have protein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah bugs man. Have, we, bugs we, have uh, a lot of protein, man. We, we had a cricket bread. I would say it was underwhelming. Are we in <laughs> Q3 right now? Did we just enter fiscal quarter three? No, I think we're in two. Okay, so maybe they're unloading their cash for quarter two oh. before uh, the quarter ends. To try and reduce their but tax. But it's, it's, it's money and like, listen, if, if, if they think this is a move to make money, right? Because they're like, I'll put it this way. If you can buy a steak for a buck right now, mm-hmm. but next month it'll be two bucks for that steak. Mm. They're saying like, okay, I'm going to buy a bunch of steak now while it's cheap. But then you also got to sell that steak very quickly because it'll spoil. So they're not, they're not only expect, like they're willing to take that, that big of a bet that prices are going to are going to be going up relatively soon. See, 6 months. I think they know something that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, this is a power move here because why would you buy all the food off rip? So I, I think you're right here, but I don't know what the agenda is here. That's yeah. the thing. That's a strange risk to you take. Know, yeah. You know it's so. a good you know it's a good investment. What? Guns. Yeah, facts. Mm. <laughs> yes. Facts. Yeah, yes. man. I mean, I was thinking about this. You mentioned real estate, crypto, you know, getting out of fiat. I was thinking about that a little while ago. I was like Dude, I've, I've had a savings for a long time. I've, I have some money that I have, I have in savings account, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm never going to touch this money. Mm-hmm. And yep. like, I, it's like I've had it for like a decade, mm-hmm. just like sitting in the savings account. And I'm just, and I look at it now, I'm like, I can't buy anything with it anymore. But if I had used it a couple grand ten years ago, I could have bought something. Today, man, the inflation's been so yeah. crazy. Yep. 
the That's buying power yeah. is just like. And I, I, we tell guys on our podcast, you know, like you want to have at least six months to a year of like cash on hand, you know, for immediate, you know, fiat currency like that you that yeah. you can have access to. Mm-hmm. But everything else, man, throw it into like assets yeah, because assets. The, the dollar is going to start, you know, the, infl- the inflation is going to hit us very soon. So yeah. also, check it out. Yeah, but I agree with the guns thing, though, because that is definitely – in California, I used to date this chick actually. She was um, – she approved – the weapons permits in the Los Angeles County. She said she was a year behind. Wow. wow. A year behind, dude. That's creepy. A year you know behind. Why, you know why guns are good, though? Yeah. Think about it. They work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For the most part, you can just get one. You can put it in its case. You can seal it up, and it's going to work. Yep. And it's just a piece of metal. Yep. But it's like a good little piece of you know engineering. Ammo too. I think ammo. Yeah. Ammo. Ammo. But with with I'm thinking about that. I'm like, if I went out and bought a gun right now and kept it properly stored, and the dollar goes down, that that that's that buying power of the value within that weapon is going to keep going up. You're mm. going to retain the same value. So I'm like, that's a pretty good investment. Like, no. and, and also you got to think about this too. I love the conspiracy theorists who are like, you know, buy gold. You know, all the old Alex Jones videos. You got to buy your gold, people. Yeah. I'm like, what are you going to do with gold <laughs> in an apocalypse? Like, what are you going to do with gold if the if the economy collapses? Nobody's going to want it. Yeah. Right. You're gonna, you're it's gonna, good to have it, but like, I agree. Like, dumping all because I know people that only do precious metals, and I'm like, bro, like, diversify. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, what are you going to do? I'll borrow you some gold if you give me your Glock. Like, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, gold and silver will have value so long as the economy still exists. Right. Yeah. So if the economy can tank, not so bad. And you can see the price of gold go up or silver go up. That's why I do think it's good to have some precious metals. I have some. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's good. I, I think, it, you, like you said, diversify. It's good to have it, yeah. But 200 ounces, nothing crazy. If the apocalypse happened, you know, and like it, it was like COVID times 10, nobody's going to want gold. They're going to want food, water. Food, yeah. water, and protection. Yeah. And guess what? For the dating side of it, <laughs> you know the best investment for dating? What is that? Cat food and dog food. <laughs> <laughs> All these single ladies. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, bad. Dude, it was really hard to get cat food. Re- um, even right now, it's like it's been difficult. Really? Yeah, with all these food shortages. Mm. Cat food's one of them. I don't, actually, I don't know why. They invented food. dry food uh, for dogs and cats like during World War II because they had to repurpose all the meat for the troops. Oh, so wow. for the first time in history, they stopped feeding cats and dogs wet food, and they, they created this dry. dry Basically, food. it's like giving cats and dogs bread. And a lot of times people think it's because why you see feline diabetes and diabetes in animals from too much dry food. So just let them go outside and eat some critters. Yeah, man. Yeah, man that's <laughs> that wet meat, that's what they're built for. Yeah, bucko, we let them outside. People got mad at us. They were like, this is bad, bad pet ownership what? because he killed a rabbit. And then we saw him just like eating the rabbit on the porch. And it was like a, it was a big rabbit. Oh, he like chewed its head off. Natural selection. Yeah. And I, it's a cat. That's I don't know, man. Hardcore. So we, tr- we, we, we put a bell on him. So now when he runs, it jingles, uh-huh. which is oh, supposed to it. help the animals escape. He's uh, like, Dude, bro, we got clean food for you here, man. What are you doing? Don't, don't kill those things. <laughs> What's to hunt? But he wants to just—he wants to murder. You know, he's a cat. So I, did, I did not know cats will like eat rabbits. Eat rabbits, bro. I didn't yeah. know That's that. a crazy cat. Yeah, no, yeah. they do. He's metal. They're yeah, metal. we had we, 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 sure not a tiger, here. bro. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he a little tiger. No, there, there, there was a. You know, cats bring you dead animals. You know what? Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll, they'll come to your. They'll, if you have a pet cat and you let them outside, they'll come to you and drop like a dead bird or or a mouse or something in front of you to like give to you. 
And apparently they're telling you you're a bad hunter. Yeah. Like, oh. you <laughs> never get you. mice. And I hear, I'm going to show you. This is what you're supposed to do. Or they're like, here, I got this for you. And yeah. I'm, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. I don't want to. You <laughs> eat, it. eat it. Yeah, but we got chickens, though, and the chickens ate mice. Ugh. There was a mouse running along to the chicken coop, and a chicken just snatched it and gobbled it up in Dude. one one chomp. What? Yeah. Like a chicken, not a rooster? That's random. Chicken. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. I so thought I, they would eat corn and stuff. Like They do. No, yeah, no, 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 no. They don't eat corn. Chickens eat bugs. You, you, chickens eat everything actually. Big grain too, yeah. But um, the the people think you feed chickens seeds or anything. You know, if you let chickens go, they eat bugs. They scrape the ground and look for bugs. That's what chickens eat. Oh, wow. And so people, you, like when you give them corn and stuff, it's like giving them candy. That's what oh, that's what the people at the store oh, told me. Oh wow! And that's how you fatten them up, probably too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they yeah. feed the chickens, yep. uh, you know. And then for like, if your hens, you know, they're laying, they have a thing called a uh, layer egg layer, and then they eat it, and it's like weird grainy protein garbage. Apparently, if you put a wooden egg in there with the chickens they think that it's egg laying season and they'll lay more eggs it's true yeah (laughs) that's so weird could you imagine if aliens put like a fake baby in a hospital and people are like (laughs) I guess we gotta have babies (laughs) (laughs) I can see just trick people into doing that yeah what about like uh, deers because I see some in the back yeah. Deers? Oh yeah, dude, they're everywhere. And and I'm worried they're always they're always stealing our apples. <laughs> like they walk up to the tree and then they just reach up and grab them and I'm like shaking my fist at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people apparently they're pests. Yeah. I don't mind them. They eat our you, mulberries. Mm. You see them like eating the mulberries and I'm like whatever. I don't like the mulberries. I never thought of you deers know. as pests. I didn't think about that. Hey, oh, man, you, you know gave what? us some carrots, but that was nice of you. I was trying to, but you ran off. <laughs> right away. It like, makes sense, but they 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 kill them in Texas. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, they kill them all the time. Oh, so dude, it makes we'll, sense. We'll have like 5 or 6 in the yard at once. Yeah. And they, you know, I don't mind them. They don't do much other than I'm really worried about them eating the pawpaw because pawpaw are really, not. really hard to grow. Mm. It's like a, it's like a, they call it hillbilly banana. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. So they say it's like a mango and avocado or something like, like avocado and banana or something like that. And so we have very few of them because they're hard to grow. And, you know, I, I don't know. They were saying that the deer might come and snatch them up. So you, like once they get ripen up, you got to be careful. But someone was telling me that the deer don't like them anyway, not mm. to worry about it. And I'm like, all right. Right. But I watch him. I see them walking towards that pawpaw tree, and then I open the window. I'm like, hey, hey, <laughs> get, get out of here. He looks at you. He just goes and steals it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious. <laughs> if, you were in apoco- if you were in the apoc- uh, apocalypse, right, what is one animal you, you would want to have by your side? A dog. A dog? Yeah. German Shepherd. Okay. Ian? Oh, that's a tough one. I have, yeah, I was going to get crazy and say a falcon, but I think a dog. <laughs> yeah. I think you want a basic falcon like punch. A, a hunting dog. Okay. Hunting dog. Myron? Yeah, you'd want a dog. Wait, 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 wait. Like by my side? Yeah, by your side. You Dude, do. a gorilla. A gorilla. Nah, we're talking. <laughs> but would you be able to control him though? Uh, uh, if he's by my side, like if you're saying like he's my he's my dude. Yeah, he's your dude. Like, oh yeah, dude. Oh, okay. Like that. if you could control yeah, him, gorilla. then yeah. Me, being homies with like just like a fully grown gorilla. Yeah, if he's like a Pokemon, I'm like yo, do do psychic <laughs> do or something. And he does it, then I'm cool with that. But like you know, is a monkey like if, really gonna listen to me? <laughs> like I mean, yo, psychic, you'd be like, look at me, like, nah, bro. But but <laughs> but if it was like uh, reality. A dog, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. You know. But do you guys why, have a dog? Why, why do you ask? What's your plan? It, an alligator or something? It's funny because like, um, <laughs> in Florida, we have alligators, right? Yeah. So my thing is, hey, you come close to me. Go second, boy. Oh, yeah. Alligator. Alligator? Crocodile. I don't know. Is it, is it alligators or crocodiles? Like, I can't tell the difference. The crocs are smaller. I have no idea. I feel, I feel like they're lazy. I feel like they want to do nothing. You'd be like, you'd be like, yo, go attack me. Look at you, like, right. But if you could have an animal with you <laughs> that was like your animal that was cool with you and listened to you. You'd want something big and powerful. I'd want that Like a rhino or something. That is very true. Yeah, because like, you could just be like, chase down, well, maybe a lion. What about tiger? Yeah. Lion, yeah. Or, or leopard. Dude, if yeah. you had a domesticated big cat, if you could like, so Black Panther. communicate with yeah. the cat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. Yeah, that would be good. 
Those but yeah, the tiger will probably. You definitely need Pokemon badges for a tiger, though. Yeah, <laughs> right. a lot of Pokemon badges. <laughs> you ain't gonna make it with just a pewter gym badge, bro. Right. <laughs> like, gotta go all the way. So I look at you like, bro, you Brock is trash. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> so yeah, Brock is trash. <laughs> <laughs> that, that dude had no game. Yeah, he was like, uh, how many people who listen to the show watch Pokemon? All that all that dude would do is just like try and he, he had he rock would, Pokemon. No, but he would hit. They're him the worst, Misty. No, I, I don't mean. I don't mean like his Pokemon game. I think the girls. It, it, yeah, the girls. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, bro, he was trying so hard, bro. You know, Johnny Bravo. It was even worse. Yo. He was like, "Hey, oh, you're so beautiful." He's like, "Bro, get away from me." Yo, his eyes were always closed. Yeah, like so hot chick, bro. <laughs> And he always uh, had like three Geodudes. And I'm like, bro, Geodude is trash. Why do you have Geo? He'll have a Geodude, a Golem, and then Gravatar. Oh, and then man. another Geodude, another Gravatar. I'm like, bro, you took an L with the first three. What makes you think the other three are going to win for you? Like, what? Like, uh, every Pokemon breed, like, destroys you guys. Like, you know, except for Electric. But, you know, Surfing Pikachu, done. Finesse. That was a dumb thing about that show. It was like. He he electrocuted the Geo dude because it got water on it or something. Like, <laughs> how is that possible? Rock, <laughs> the show broke so many rules. Yeah. yeah, like you know, like a Pikachu would beat a Geo dude. We know damn well that if like Geo dude used like earthquake or something, like the Pikachu would be dead. Dude, I, anyone who's ever actually played the game is like, what's Pikachu gonna do? Quick attack and tackle? Yeah, and then it's like doing one damage each turn, and you're like, I'm just dying. This is pointless. <laughs> yeah, why are we talking about Pokemon? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 you just asked about the apocalypse, apocalypse. Yeah. What, yeah. animals, yeah. Yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, we. Found but you could get a surfing Pikachu though. Surfing Pikachu? Yeah, st- uh, Pokemon Stadium uh, 64. Yeah. You had to do some stuff, and then you could teach your Pikachu surf. I think your chat is loving the Pokemon discussion right now. Well, so, <laughs> so, so, so let's, let's do this. We're, we're going to hard segue because yeah, we, yeah. we had a conversation yeah. last night about uh, critical critical race theory in schools. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you guys followed any of that stuff? It's funny. We had a Hotep on. We had Hotep on. It. It was, oh, we were right. talking about it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So this is like, I don't know. I guess the maybe esoteric is the right word. It's kind of scary because more people should pay attention to this stuff. But uh, one of the things we talked about in the bonus segment, which maybe we'll get into a bit more in the bonus segment for this one as it pertains to dating and stuff like this, mm-hmm. is um, how, like, the gender identity stuff is is affecting future generations. Mm. Yeah. People people aren't having families anymore. I, I, we, we talked a bit about climate change. I mean, there's the articles where it's like having a child is one of the most destructive things you can do to the planet. So they're, yeah, 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 you've not, you've not heard this, but I'll, I'll just pull it up. No, no, no. Damn, I haven't heard this. Let me second pull it up. So bad. Having children I mean, is the most No, you said I could kind of think about it because um, if you raise a child the wrong way, they could probably like. Oh, yeah, facts. Want to destroy the earth. Mm. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> they'll, they'll, <laughs> yeah. There'll be a liability on not just you, but like society in general. Single mothers. Let's, let's, let's do this. It's, I, I know we talked about Pokemon for some reason, but we'll just, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pretend we're segueing from the Florida yes. climate change stuff into the dating stuff with this story. All right, sure. It's from 2017. Having children is one of the most destructive things you can do to the environment, say, say researchers. One fewer child per family can save average of 58.6 tons of CO2 equivalent emissions per year. So you got stories like this. Wow. And then you've got, um, I think people like AOC, you know, mm-hmm. Kazuo Cortez said, I'm worried about having kids because of the environment. You've got a lot of stories popping up where people saying they're not going to have kids for political reasons. And so, yeah, yeah, no joke, man. You look shocked by this. Yeah. Oh, this is man. stuff that we talk about quite a bit. Bill Gates, too, depopulation. Mm-hmm. I, I I think depopulation oh. isn't the right word. No. Population mm-hmm. management. Mm-hmm. They want to slow the growth of population. Or stop than, it to a yeah. great degree or control it, right? And so it starts getting into scary conversations about eugenics, mm-hmm. you know, choosing who gets to have kids stuff. But I don't, I don't know what they're doing in that regard other than you've got articles popping up. This one says researchers from Lund University found having one fewer child could save, you know, 58.6 tons. Eating meat, driving a car, and traveling by airplane made up the list of the most polluting things that uh, people can do on the planet. But having children was top 
according to a new study. So, you know, I guess in terms of where we're headed, people don't have kids. People aren't we getting We do have married. the lowest birth rates yeah. in yeah. the West in general. How old are you guys? I'm 31. 31? I'm 28. Do you guys Are you guys married with kids? No, hell no. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no way, nah, man. Your nah, wife would be cool. Not. It's no, definitely not. Yeah. No, but think about like, uh, um, I don't know about your parents' generation. Like how old you, my parents were in their late 20s when they had yeah. multiple kids. Yeah, same. So my, mom had, my mom had me at like 40 years old. Mm. Yeah. That oh, explains wow. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, <right>. My stuttering. Nah, but my grandparents, man, like they were together for like 70 years, man. Like back then it was more like, you know, you find somebody... You know, you work through the problems and you figure it out. Now it is kind of like, hey, if you're not benefiting me, like, what's the point here? So regarding kids, it's kind of like, okay, what's the point of having kids with somebody that you don't really trust? Mm. So, you know, that goes into trust, you know, dating, relationships. So I would just say having kids is a big deal because now it's two people together for a lifetime. And most yeah. people, they want to be for a reason or season, but not for the whole time. So what's the point of having kids? Continue the legacy. I think it's more ego. And if it, I think it's more ego, bro, honestly. Yeah, well, ego. I mean, we're 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 designed to procreate, man. Yeah. Yeah, but like, okay, if you're living life, living a good life. Yeah. Why do you want kids? Well, it's easy for us to say that now, but when you get older, you're gonna want kids, bro. You know, I don't it's know. Just fortunately for us, we can like push the clock back longer. Yeah, for, as men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As a guy, like you can, you know, you can keep doing it until the day you die. But like, you know, for women, they got a finite amount of time. Because I hear it, I want a but, little mini me. Yeah. I'm like, heck yeah. Why do you want a mini me? Is it for your own personal gain, or because you actually want a kid to enjoy life? Some questioning, like, okay, is it about you, your ego, or is it about the kid itself? Yeah. Everyone that has kids says it's the best thing they've ever done. So I, yeah. I, 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 I believe the hype, but I'm not going to do it until like I'm completely ready. Cause in today's day and age, you know, you got to be very cautious about doing it. But that's why I think, you know, so many people are putting children on the back burner to pursue a career or making it, money. But were, were, were our parents ready? That's a good Probably question. Probably not. No, they were not. So. They were yeah. not. You're right. They were yeah. not. Yeah. My I mom just had kids. My mom was on vacation in Barbados when she had me. It was, oh my. I, I was a mistake. <laughs> ah, Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but isn't everybody like that? That's why it's always funny when you watch on uh, TV shows and they say like a kid was an accident or whatever. I'm like, come on, dude. Like most kids are works. accidents. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody was like, all right, it's 7 p.m. on the third. Uh, <laughs> it's time to have a baby. <laughs> Some people do it. Yeah. Some people are like, I want my kid to be born on Christmas. And yeah. they, All right. you know, they time like, it perfectly. That's the worst day to be born. Takes my friends who had birthdays on Christmas. Oh, they got the like, worst. they get any, pre- they got one present. Steal the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Christmas. Yeah. That's, that's the Christmas worst. and your birthday. Congratulations. Here's your present. Have a nice day. Yeah. Everybody else got presents. <laughs> exactly. No, but you're right, Tim. You, you're never really ready for kids because like you might prepare for it, but it might happen when it's time. Who knows? So what's, what's, what's the end result of this? I mean, we're talking about inflation. Mm-hmm. We're going to have, if, if we don't have more people, this, this weird, uh, you, like, are you guys familiar with like, the economic system and the Federal Reserve and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, not going to sustain itself of if course there's not. no more people. Yeah. So then not. what? It just, everything. China's going to take over. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> you, <blunt. said> <laughs> you said it. Oh, he said it. He said it. He said it. Oh, no. <laughs> just put it bluntly, I guess. <laughs> all right. Well, it was, it was a good run while it lasted. <laughs> they got 1.4 billion people or whatever, so. No, but I, I honestly yeah. believe, man, at some point in time, we're going to have a massive shift where it's going to be under one control, which is like the government, the food, you know, the money. And it's kind of like, okay, now that we control, you know, what's needed in life, like, you have to do what I say. And the majority of people are going to kind of follow a trend. And if you don't follow the trend, you're going to be exercised from, like, you know, the whole society, you know, the, the current system. So I'm thinking, you know what, China, Think about their current setup. They're hardly having any kids. It's all business and structure, technology, how to how to expand, how to build an empire. Versus now, America's kind of like you know. Well, they want people to have kids now, though. In China, yeah, yeah, they got rid of that rule That's one right. one kid per yeah. family. It used to be a male, but now the, the mm-hmm. problem is that 
they've almost overcorrected to the point where like there's no women anymore. Like so there's they, too they, too many too many men, too many so bachelors. They buy North Korean slaves. Oh, is that what they're doing? Yeah, yeah. We actually had a woman from North Korea on the show, and she was saying like that's what they do because there's no <laughs> women, so they just buy them from North Korea. Oh, I didn't know that. Crazy stuff. Yeah, man, the world's a, a dirty place, you know. Yeah. It's like a, a nasty stuff going on. But my question is, China's like, we're gonna win at any cost. Right. Do you we don't have, care? Do you want, actually want to have kids in, in this current climate right now? Do you mm. want really want to have kids? No. Yeah, but come on, man. People had kids during World War II. People had kids during Vietnam. You know, Pe- like the world was messed mm. up in a lot of ways. And people still had kids. I think we're being inundated with propaganda like this, where they're like, mm. "You can't have kids. The environment, you know, it's it's really really bad." And it's like, I mean, that's 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 true, I suppose. Like humans fart and poop and yeah. eat and stuff like that mm. but people have kids i wouldn't say the natural environment is the problem like you know with you know obviously pollution that plays into it but i think yeah. it's more like raising a kid in today's day and age in this contemporary marketplace like argh, like it's it's gonna be tough man like yeah like i mean family if it, the family unit is not as strong as it used to be mm-hmm. you know yeah. nowadays you know you got single moms all over the place uh you know there's a whole bunch of things which we get to cover later but yeah i, I mean it's just it would be tough to raise children now I don't know what, what's the future going to look like if we're not having kids. I mean, like we're not. China taking over, man. China taking over. Stick to it. Stick to it. I mean, if we don't have kids anymore and we're kind of like you know just you know doing our thing, um, it is selfish at, this, at the same time. But I understand why people do it. My thing is, if you don't have kids, though, it's kind of like we're going to be stuck in a certain like mindset and uh, you know I would say hysteria because now. We're not bringing up new ideas and new people mm. to think about certain things. Good so point. we're stuck in a certain like you know box of okay, it's how we think. If you don't agree with it, that, it yeah, you, you need to pro- you need to pro- propagate the next generation. You know, yeah. and right now the birth rates are the lowest they've ever been. You know, and there's a bunch of reasons for that. You know, you can feminism. You know, the cost of living has went up, inflation, all these other things. But you know, uh, people are millennials now. They're less likely to buy a home. You know, they'd rather rent. So there's a bunch of things. That, you know, why I don't, I don't believe that rather rent thing though. No, no. That, that's that's absurd. Like, why would you rather rent? I so you know what? they can't buy. That's that, that's the problem. They Especially with BlackRock. Yeah, yeah. L- literally, like our our generation, they, they, they want to be entrepreneurs and invest, but they can't. They're working at Starbucks. They're working at how are you going to invest with that money? So it's kind of tough. I, I will. I mean, but here's the thing, man. Like, I, I'm I'm like thinking like guys my age group. Like, very few of my friends actually own a home. They oh, rent. That's true. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, I, like uh, guys like. And our age group, like that, I guess would be considered millennials. Yeah, they're less likely to buy a home, you know. But yeah, I agree that yeah, credit is a part of it, mm-hmm. and then also they're pushing back because I've always said it. Like, there's really no need to buy a home unless you're going to have kids, because mm-hmm. then you're tied down to that area, and the only reason you would want to be tied down to a geographic school. area is for a good school. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, you know, if you're a single guy or you're, or even if you're in a relationship with a woman, you know, together a monogamous relationship, like unless you're going to have kids, I wouldn't buy a home because I think it's like not a. It's kind of throwing money at you, you. You lose your leverage to be able to maneuver around and do what you want to do because you're now you're confined to one geographic area but on a house. That's not true. No, you just, you just go to a rental management company, and then you, you buy. Let's say you buy a house and you okay. and you live there mm-hmm. for one year, like mm-hmm. you're, like you're going to do a lease. Then you decide, I don't want to live here anymore. I want to deal with this. There's probably hundreds or thousands of rental management companies, and you just say, oh yeah, if you rent it out and you do that, that's good. But what but you don't have to think do. about it. Yeah, but most people are going to they're going to keep the house. That's what I'm saying. Like no, a lot no, no, of people but you still own it. So what happens is you buy a house, you own it, you're paying less per month to live there. And then when you decide to leave and go somewhere else, you call a rental management company, you sign a paper, you walk away and you don't think twice. You don't even, you don't even think about the house anymore. It's yours. And then all of a sudden, every few months, some money appears in your bank account. 
Yeah, if it's if it's like for that where you're going to rent it back out, that's great. But a lot of people, you know, they're not. They're not I would say they're going to buy the house and like live in it. Be like, I have a house. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like. Like the American dream, you know, the white picket fence, a home mm-hmm. in a good school district. I can send my kids to school. You know, that's why I, why a lot of people buy a home in they a nice area from, from, from Eagle to as well. They're like, oh, this is my house. This is where I yeah. have yeah. things. This is where I have yeah. my parties. So when they leave, it's like, okay, I'm leaving everything behind. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. You, you can do that as an option. Yeah. But majority of people that I've seen in the real estate community I that buy a Florida, house and live in it, it yeah. and then they, they, they just stay. dip. Yeah. I don't think there's good schools anymore, though, to be honest. That, that might, be, might be an issue, too. <sighs> I would say we're getting there. We're like this. This pretty soon, you're going to just have to send your kids to, uh, to private school, school mm-hmm. or, or homeschool them. We're going to get there to that point very soon. Oh, we're but, there now, dude. Yeah, you think yeah, so? Like, man? We had we had this uh, uh, Azra Numani on the other day, and she's working with uh, uh, a bunch of parents. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Targeting critical race theory and critical theory in schools. Mm-hmm. The stuff they're teaching kids, man, is just insane. Mind blowing. You should so just like the books that she brought. Mind-blowingly insane. insane. Like, wow, what do you crazy. think, kids? Indoctrination like, on steroids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you, like, Worse than college campuses? Yes. Yes. It was, like, the mm. same. So, so like, you, it to first graders. Yeah. No, like, you, you imagine, like, a third, like, a, work, a worksheet for a third grader is going to be, like, you know, a train leaves Cincinnati going 50 miles an hour, and then a train leaves Chicago going 70 miles an hour. Like, you know, math problems like that. We're looking at this workbook, and it's like, what makes you uncomfortable in your black skin? What? Like asking a child that and then having them write down. But the thing is, it's a loaded question. There was like one of the questions, no joke, was something like, why do you think black people are uncomfortable in their skin? That was like one of the questions. Shaggy? And I I was like, (laughs) but you you see how the question's loaded? Like yeah. it, it's asserting it as true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the kid has to believe that's and asking true. Asking you why you think it's true. Yeah. Right, right. T- asserting it is true. And there was one. It was like, how can you be a better? Uh, what did it say? Gender, race, uh, yeah, race. What is gender, what is race, gender race, or racial gender? It's just, it's just psychobabble. Oh, like, dude. If that's the case, then yeah. I, yeah. My, obviously, I went to school in the '90s, right? So like back then, you know, you were still, you know, coloring in, in circles and stuff. Like, oh, don't mess outside the line, and you know, playing tic tac toe, and you know, maybe you know, getting in some fights in the schoolyard, whatever it is. But like now, if that stuff's going on, that's a clown world, bro. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah. I did not realize that the school but system see, has changed that much. That's why. That's why I asked the question: Do we do we really want to have kids in this, this current climate? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, honestly, homeschool is the only way I would actually do it. Uh, that's the only way I would I would do it. Honestly, yeah. homeschool man Same. for sure. But like, see, but, but the negative to that is that like you kind of want them to be around other kids too. Though. Yeah, like that's that's, that's that's I think one of the the beauties of like sending your kids to public school is like they build a friend group. They learn how to interact with other people. They learn like what's socially acceptable, what isn't. You know, I, I think bullying is good personally. Like, <laughs> but like uh, I grew up, I got bullied as a kid, and it made me a better man. You know, I like it. It, it like kind of. It reinf- if you were a weirdo or whatever, like you get picked on for it, but then you would know, man, maybe I shouldn't act like this or whatever. It kind of – some people make some. Some people it breaks some. Right. But, you know, it just lets bring, you know. Just bring your kids to the skate park. You could do that too. Uh, and there's a bunch of other kids. Or get them involved in sports. Yeah. Get them involved in sports. Bring them out into public spaces and community events. Play an instrument. These, yeah. the, the problem with these schools is you don't actually know what they're teaching your kids, and you, you can't just give that responsibility to strangers. Yeah. And that was, that was a mistake people, you know, parents made for a long time. Because mm-hmm. even you know, even outside of the indoctrination of weird culty ideologies and like racist garbage, college campuses are awful right now. 
Yeah, did we hear stories about like a dad who's like, I sent my 18 year old daughter to college. She came back hating me, and her hair was her head was shaved. She was wearing weird clothes, and her face is all pierced up. You're toxically masculine, dad. You know, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's it's a clown world, but um, yeah, with kids, I mean, if it's like that, let me let me let me let's talk let's 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 talk about the other aspect of this. Yeah, sure. uh, You know, the future and everything is obviously the dating stuff, which you guys you know get into a lot. But I got a theory for you guys. I'm learning though. I I I have no kids. All right, cool. (laughs) So I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked about something related to this because you probably talk about date you, you do talk about dating more than we do so uh i think dating apps and and dating websites are one of the reasons why people aren't having kids and it's probably a really big reason and one and, and mm. there was also a, a study that came out that found something like a third of people under the a third of men under 29 are virgins so the reason i think for it is mm. back in the day kids are in college right yeah 18 year olds go to college yep. these young 18 year old women they only know the people in their college, so probably up to 22, maybe 24, maybe an older college professor. Ooh, that was taboo. But for the most part, they're going to parties with people similar in age to them. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, with dating apps, they just open up an app, and there's a 35-year-old guy who's got a car, who's got his own apartment, and she swipes right on him. He's like, oh, he's, he's, got, a, he's got a convertible. Then she sees a 20-year-old guy who's at her college, and she swipes right on him. She thinks he's attractive. She gets two messages. The 20-year-old college student guy says, you want to come hang out at my dorm with me and my friends and watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. The 35-year-old guy says, you want to hop in my convertible, we'll go drive to my lake house and, and chill out in the infinity pool. Which one's she going to pick? Yeah, she's going to pick the older guy. I mean, yeah. ooh, we could break this down. Like, we, we have theories on exactly why this is going down the way it is, but sorry. Uh, uh, no, no, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what do you think? Um, so you, B- want, you want to take it first? BBD. You, you go off. Okay, you first. No, you go first. No, I won. <laughs> no, that means I you go first. <laughs> no, 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 I won. So you go first. Okay, oh, man. Okay. You had paper. So, like that basically, right? <laughs> uh, you're right, because right now we're in a social media age where you can see what wasn't normally in front of you before. So, what's happening is, like you said earlier, girls are on platforms like Instagram, you know, they're on Facebook, they're also on, like, you know, TikTok, and you're seeing these, these, these very, uh, I would say, affluent guys with, you know, a lifestyle that they want to be a part of. Versus the guy at college is kind of like, okay, let's go party in the dorms. Let's get lit. But it's kind of like what she did already. So now she's opened up the whole new world. And she might be in Idaho or even Texas, whatever. And a guy says, hey, I'm in L.A. I'm in Miami. Come out to see me and let's get lit. Now that's a whole new world to her. And she's excited. So I would say girls like lifestyle no more than anything else. And now they can actually see it through social media. And they want to be a part of it. However, most guys that are young are in school. They don't have that lifestyle. They don't have that abundance. So I just, hey, you know what? Let's go here, there, everywhere because obviously they're still in school. They don't have a lot of money saved up. The point being here is that like girls don't have huge access to people that they never had before. Right. And the problem is that like there's no like buffer for guys that are like up and coming. So they choose the better, the bigger, better deal. BBD. There was a uh, uh, some posts from Mike. you guys know Mike Cernovich. Yes. Yeah. He 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 was posting about how at the highest level of dating, the most attractive men. It's like guys on Instagram with successful accounts and they're super rich and they're super desirable. And what they do is they just see an Instagram account for a, for a, you know, an attractive woman and then just DM her and be like, Hey, yo, we got reservation at this, this fancy restaurant. You want a table? You want, you want an invite? And they're like, yeah. And then they're hanging out with rich, successful, attractive dudes. Whereas dating apps, that's, that's just for mediocre people. That's what he was saying. Like, who's yeah. wasting their time on that? It's funny because we have an Instagram course yeah. because we believe Instagram is the no- number one dating platform in the world, right? And we say all the time, Hey, you build up a good Instagram page. That's your, that's your new resume. So now they can see your lifestyle and who you really are. And before, you just had dating apps or whatever, and it's like some pictures, maybe a bio, and that's it. Now they can see your stories, your highlights, everything in between. So we, we teach guys, hey, you know what? Instead of relying on only dating apps, do everything. 
But Instagram, no, you have, you have leverage return returns. Like you can go on the explore page. You can find girls there. You can hit them up randomly. You can go to like, let's say you want to go to Columbia, right? I can find a hashtag Columbia in the search bar. From there, I can find a list of girls that tag that same location. I say, you know what? I'm going to Columbia in two weeks. Let's go get some drinks and party. There you go. Boom. And you do that to 20 people. Or the 20, 10 might respond. Or that 10, you might see five. But before you yeah. can get there, you got girls lined up for you off rip. <laughs> That's powerful because social media and scale. So I'm just saying for guys nowadays, if you want to have the most options possible, get on Instagram or some platform like that, the social media driven, that's a large base. You can go anywhere in the world. You can geolocation, uh, like I said, Colombia, Brazil, wherever you want to go, and you can find what you want. That, but that being said, nowadays, if you, don't, if you don't have a good profile, you're kind of losing out on a lot of uh, access to girls, I would say. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> so I'll break this down from A to Z. Kinda. Let's go. So <laughs> right. why why this is happening? Because what you mentioned is basically like a byproduct of the current dating marketplace we have now, which is basically a globalized sexual marketplace. Just like the world is globalized, mm-hmm. um, the dating marketplace has become globalized as well. And what's happened is to understand this, well, we got to know first, right, for the guys out there that might not be familiar with us, we talk about something called hypergamy, right, which is like women dating up, wanting a man that's, uh, you know, better than them in different facets of life. You know, typically it's, you know, they want the provisioning on security on one end, but they also want an attractive guy that's physically attractive as well from a height standpoint, jawline, physique, etc. So, and shout out to Roald Tomasi, he talks about this book and uh, talks about this in his book, The Rational Male, The Two Sides of Hypergamy. Yep. So, in today's day and age with the globalized marketplace, <clears throat> girls have more options than ever before. So, if a girl's on a dating app, women have all the leverage on dating apps because almost 80% of the users on dating apps are men. Mm-hmm. So, supply and demand. There's far more men far fewer women so the women can be selective so even girls that aren't necessarily as attractive have higher standards now because they have the ability to do so and not only that they have also have instagram like fresh was saying instagram is really the number one dating app in the world and if a girl has a moderately attractive profile she's going to get dms and messages from all types of guys that you mentioned before guys with blue check marks guys that are athletes guys that are celebrities whatever it is they're hosting parties and what's happened is with the way the world is now, a woman that was in, let's say, Idaho, we always like to use the state Idaho, Idaho. Right? right? In the middle of nowhere, hmm. she's attractive in her gl- local area. The guys that would have been potential good mates, those guys are now invisible to her because she's getting hit up by higher status men in LA, in Miami, in uh, Vegas, whatever. And wh- I'll travel to that guy. You know, it's going to be way more fun. I'll go hang out with him. He has money. He has resources. He has a cool lifestyle. You know, we always say women trap with their, with their thirst trap with their bodies, men thirst trap with their lifestyle. And that's what Instagram allows people to do. Mm-hmm. So women, since women date up and they want the bigger, better deal, they're not going to settle on a guy that's just good enough if they can get something better. So what's happened is since women have an abundance of options, they just pick at the top. And if you go through any attractive woman's Instagram, you're going to see a whole bunch of blue checks, celebs, whatever it is. And these are average women getting this type of attention. So what happens? The average guy gets kind of left out on the dust. And this is why so many men uh, in the, the age group that you were saying from like 18 to 29 are virgins. And we actually talk about on our podcast that if you were to take um, virgins in 2021, I would be willing to bet a majority of them would be men and not women. And women are it's true, it's true, far there's, more. There's a, a study that came out. Uh, there is an increase in virgin women, but it's substantially less. The mm. increase in men under the age of 29 who are virgins is really it, it skyrocketed to like a third. Yeah, it was like 20-some percent. Now it's 30% or something like that. No, no, it was way bigger than that. It was like in the teens and then just doubled. And then for women, it wasn't even that big of a jump, but it did go up. Yeah, and, and we say all the time, you know, some people disagree or whatever, but from what we're seeing, women typically want the top 10 to 20% of men, and they're getting – those are the guys that are having uh, relations Access. with most of, the, most of the women. And it's actually very funny because – 
on our podcast, one of the questions we like to ask just to kind of get a gauge of the room, mm-hmm. the temperature. Hey, ladies, what percentage of men do you think are actually, you know, active, active, right? Try to keep it YouTube friendly. And they're always like, oh, 70%, 80%, 90%, 100%. They're all banging. And we're like, no. Only like maybe 10 to 20% of men are like having all the girls. And when yep. we say that, they're like shocked. Like, what? And it just goes to show, I tell guys all the time, women don't live in the same reality that we do a lot of the times. You know, they kind of have dating on easy mode. And they're not used – they don't even see a lot of guys. A lot of men are invisible to them because if they don't meet a certain metric and they've – social media, online dating, whatever, it's created this illusion of abundance almost to a, to, to a, um, to a fault. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's kind of been going on. There, there was another study where they asked uh, men and women to rate attractiveness of you know women to men, yeah. men to women. And they I saw found, that Tinder study. They, yeah. yeah they, it was, the one, was it the one where they found that uh, men rate women on an even scale? Where it's like the ugly women are ugly and the average women are average and the hot women are hot. But women rate men on an extremely imbalanced scale where 80% of men are unattractive mm. and only the hottest men are attractive. Absolutely. Like 88%. I, um, it's either OkCupid or Tinder that they pulled that from. But yeah, and, and the reason why is because um, women are far more selective on online dating apps because they have the leverage. Like the, the, um, there's far more men and far less women. And on top of that, the apps, the only person that really the, – the person that loses the most with online dating apps like Tinder, Bumble, etc. is really the men because for the guy, for you to be able to get a quarter of the access that women have, you have to pay for some kind of subscription service to be able to swipe more, to be able to you know run the numbers because anyone that's good with women will tell you it's a numbers game. You know, mm. Top guys in the world close maybe 10% of their leads, and you know whether you're meeting her through online dating, cold approach during the day, cold approach during night, Instagram, whatever it is. A guy that's top tier closes 10%. And when I say that, women think I'm speaking Chinese. It's like, no, it's actually very difficult for men. And then on an online dating app where they have all the leverage, it's even tougher. So we always tell guys you need a good Instagram account as well to augment your online dating profile because on a balance of probabilities, if she swipes on you, she's still going to think you're corny to some degree or not really find you that attractive. So you have to augment your entire – how do I say this? It's like a sales page. Yeah, Yeah. you want a rude awakening? Go to your friend's your hot girlfriend's Instagram DMs or a friend of a friend's DMs, look at her DMs. You're going to see blue check marks. You're going to see athletes, everything in between. And go to every girl's DMs. You're going to see the same thing. There's no uh, big skill here or big change. They're all being hit up by these celebrities. And it's kind of like, okay, how do you compete with that? You can't. Yep. No matter what you do, you can't. So all you can do is level up to best you can. Yeah. Fitness, mindset, lifestyle. Be the best person you can be. And at that point, leverage social media. Now, yeah, you, you, guys, you yeah. guys ever watch King of the Hill? Yeah. Yes. You ever see that episode where <laughs> Hank asks, uh, he, he's like, he asks, uh, Boom Howard to teach Bobby how to, how to, how to pitch a woo? And you know this one? No, so, I have not seen this so, episode. so he's like, Boom Howard is like good with the ladies. Like, Boom Howard, will you teach Bobby how Even to, even though like, no one understands him. And <laughs> Boom Howard's like, you know, they, you know, I got you hanging, you know, I'll teach Bobby all the, uh, so he, he takes Bobby to, to the shoe store. And then he's like, all right, Bobby, I'm gonna teach you how to pick up women. And then Boom Howard walks up to a woman and goes, Hey, girl, it's going on? Give me that number that he chopped up some time. <laughs> and then she's like, she slaps him. And then he walks up to another woman. He goes, hey, damn, girl, looking pretty good. You're going to give me that number. I'll hit you up some time. <laughs> and then she like slaps him. And then he keeps doing it. And then he finally gets a number. Yeah. And he walks up to Bobby. He's like, oh, look at that. Bobby got a phone number right there. And then Bobby's like, that's the secret, Mr. Boomhauer. <laughs> you just ask every woman. And he goes, shh, come on, that's secret. Shh. But that was it. Yeah. Boomhauer just asked every single so woman Remember, until he finally got a number. Remember People that think it. I'm crazy. So in Miami, right, um, when I first moved there back in 2018, I, I used to do something. I, I, it's called night game, right? But like when you go out at night to the clubs, bars, whatever it is to meet girls, right? Mm-hmm. I used to go one for 40, man. And people think like, what? You had to talk to 40 girls to find one that like wanted to leave with you? I was like, yeah, bro, it's, it's tough. Because like when you go out at night, you're playing like on ultra hard mode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the music is loud. 
bouncers are trying to, you know, uh, you know, CBU. Uh, I'll keep you too friendly. You know, you got the friends that are trying to CBU. You got to pay for drinks. You know, there's a, a bunch of things that distract and uh, can hurt you in in, the, in that kind of arena. But I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was when I first moved to Miami in 2018. But it takes a lot of work because you got to cold approach a bunch of girls, figure out which ones want you, which ones don't. And then the biggest thing is a lot of girls just like attention, right? A lot of women like to sit there and talk with you and get your non-sexual attention. So you got to be able to like vet, kick those girls to the curb immediately. You know? Let's yeah. get the feminists all angry right now. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Let's do it. So Let's go. The, the ones, the one story that I always bring up that always triggers like this wave, like I'll, I'll see my name trending after I, after I oh, talk boy. about it. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I don't care. Um, <laughs> they love as, us too. as women start making more money, men who make as much money as them are unattractive. Ooh. And so we have this, we have a study. Lack of economically attractive men to blame for decline in marriage rates, study suggests. This is a big story in 2019. Yeah. And there was a, there was another story from the New York Post talking about women in their 30s struggle to find men who make as much money as them. And the funny thing about it, the story about, uh, women not being able to find men who make as much money as them, it's like the, the initial assumption was, where are all the good men? Like, <laughs> why is it so hard for a woman in her 30s who makes 50000 a year to find a man who's equal to her? And the issue is they seem to think these men don't exist. That's not the case. It's that if you're a 35-year-old woman who makes $50,000 a year and you're like you know, a, a manager at a business of some sort, a man who's 35 years old who's a manager who makes fifty k is not trying to date you. He's trying to date a 22-year-old. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not, I'm not passing judgment or criticizing women. I'm saying quite literally dudes want to date young women. And it's like we were mentioning just a moment ago in the previous segment about how, you know, uh, these guys who have, who have careers and have cars and have apartments are on dating apps or Instagram and they can hit up this college student or a chick in Idaho who's mm-hmm. like, you know, now she's, she's accessed, she has access to every man. So this, this 35 year old guy is not trying to hook up for the most part, or at least mm-hmm. I should say as a tendency. So then you end up with, Women upset they can't find economically attractive men. And then you end up with the study talking about divorces. Yep. That when, uh, uh, men don't make more money than the woman, the women don't like want to be in, the, the, the women don't want to be in the relationship anymore. Yeah. Um, and th- this is an uncomfortable reality for women. And, and the thing is, is that women got to understand that men have standards too. It's just that when, yeah, I know it's shocking, right? <laughs> shocking, men have standards. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like the thing is this, if a woman says I want a man that makes a certain amount of money, $100,000 a year to sense to be what most women want, six feet tall, attractive, whatever confidence, that's okay. That's considered preferences. But if a man says I want a woman that's young, attractive and not annoying or crass, that's considered discrimination. And that's the problem. And a lot of women don't understand this because if a man speaks his mind of what he really likes in women, he can get canceled, be called a misogynist, whatever it is. So very few men tell the truth about what they're attracted to in women. And the reality, ladies, I'll tell you, the more the more money you make and the older you get, the less negotiating power you have in the relationship world because the things that make a woman attractive are not the same things that make a man attractive. Women think a lot of the times tend to base their uh, value on masculine traits, mm-hmm. how much they earn, their career, etc. That is asinine. That's like me saying, hey, listen. I look really good in some heels. I can walk in a dress. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, I'm really feminine. Every girl would be repulsed if I told her. She'd be like, oh, no, that's that's not what I'm into. That's exactly how men feel when a woman says, I'm a career woman. I'm strong and independent. It's just that men rarely voice this because to say that, you're immediately going to be hit with some kind of shame language. So most guys don't voice what they really want in women, and they just act on it instead. What happens? Older women get left on left uh, left in the dust, and the men that they actually want to ha- make money have status, etc. They go for younger, more attractive girls because men are attracted to youth and beauty. No matter what society wants to say, reality, 
does not adhere to social constructs. I have to say this all the time to like angry feminists. Reality does not adhere to social constructs. Just because you have a degree and you make money, that's cool. Nothing wrong with that. But understand it's not going to increase your sexiness by having a career. And here, here's what we hear a lot of. You always try to, there, there's always some defense like, um, imagine if a dude, you mentioned looking good in heels or whatever. I think, imagine if a dude said, my goal is to be a stay at home dad and raise kids. You know, I don't want to be in the workplace. I want to get married and have kids at a young age. That's not attractive. I mean, there are certainly women who find that attractive, of course. There's, there's no absolutes. There's a lot of different people with different preferences, but it's a tendency. You Absolutely. say something like that, oh, they get, it, it, this is what triggers the feminist. This it's is facts. why they was, tweet about it because guys want to go off on adventures. Guys want to go hunting. Guys want to accomplish that goal. They don't want to be stuck at home. They want to be, you know, it, it's different. There, obviously, there are guys that do. Yeah. There are guys that wish they could spend more time with their kids. And there are people who are upset they spend too much time in the office, but there are tendencies. So if you're, if, if you're, uh, put it this way, the house always wins, right? Mm-hmm. You know why the house always wins at a casino? Because the odds for, say, roulette or for, for, for craps is 51% in the house's favor. Yep. Which means over a long enough period of time, you will lose. You can maybe go in, throw that dice at one time, get lucky and win the jackpot, but that's the exception, not the rule. When it comes to dating, even if it's just 51% of men who don't like this and 51% of women who don't like that, that's a pressure where you in the dating marketplace will keep experiencing this and you'll say, why is it so hard for me to find a guy who just wants to be a stay-at-home dad or a guy who says, why is it so hard to find a, a woman who just wants to be the CEO of a company to be my wife? I got a perfect segue for that. You just said something magical, which I have to say on the podcast. As you guys know, on our show, we bring ladies into the show, a lot of career women, a lot of women that are entrepreneurs, and they ask us. How do I land a guy like this? Or they just, you know, they toss me to the side, whatever. The problem is that a lot of women don't understand that concept you just said. A lot of women operate on possibilities instead of probabilities. And the reality is the probability is when you have a lot, when you make money, you're successful, you're a strong, independent woman, and you're in your thirties, the probability that you're going to find an attractive man that makes as much money as you, if not more, is confident, attract all, all these traits that women typically want in men. The probability is low but the problem is this i'm gonna say it a lot of women live in a disney fairy tale okay women are told life is all good sugar and spice and on top of that privilege is invisible to those that have it if a woman was attractive in her 20s and late teens and was getting attention from men she's going to continue to think i will continue to get the same attention and validation from men into my 30s but they don't realize until they're in their 30s and they don't they're not necessarily as attractive they can't compete right on what men actually want youth and beauty then that's when the, the reality hits them and they operate on possibilities. Well, you know what? It's still possible for me to get my Prince Charming, my uh, my Prince, but they don't realize that that possibility is very slim. And men, fortunately for us, we live in a fact-based reality when it comes to dating. Men know deep down you must create. If you don't create, you're not going to procreate, period. Mm-hmm. But women, you know, they don't realize it until later on that I work so hard for my career and I can't get a guy. But no, you're using masculine traits and now you've pretty much pissed away your ability to have that negotiating power to get a high status guy. Have you ever seen the, uh, the, the marketplace value study? I think it was OkCupid okay that did this. And I think they deleted a lot of these because oh, uh, yeah, they did. They, 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 it was offensive to the woke. But what it shows is that women start off, uh, young women have the maximum possible societal value in terms of what humans are willing to protect and defend. Young, y- young women start off at 100. That's, that's, that's the line. Young men, guess where they start? Zero. Below zero. Yeah, well, it's, it's just the bottom. It's like on a scale of zero to 100, men are at zero. Women, young men are at zero. Why? 
Well, they're younger, so they're not as attractive. They're not typically masculine and, 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 and you know, they're not ripped. They're not chiseled. They don't have any money. They don't have any status. They've earned nothing. They're starting from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Why would anyone want that? Rarely. Young women, however, and this is mostly due to, to biology, whether anyone wants to, to believe it or not, this is what the studies show. And I'm not saying I, it's a good thing. I'm just saying men are attracted to young women for their ability to, to procreate. Yep. They're attractive. They want to have kids. They want to have families. What happens is over time, men start to become more valuable by earning status, making money, collecting resources, and women start to become less societally valuable. Again, I'm not saying it's a good thing um, because they're getting older mm-hmm. and their ability to, to, to have kids is, is dwindling and diminishing. Eventually, there's a nexus point. There's like a point at which men, I think it's around 30. Yes. Where men and women they start to e- intersect. They even out. And then what happens is women go down and men start going up. So men who are in, I, I think it might have been Cernovich was saying this, could be wrong. Like 30, yeah, Rolo Tomasi has a graph on it. Where yeah, it that yeah. shows this axis, it, yeah. it, 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 which is like the women's prime is like 18 to 24. Right. And then a man is typically in their 30s, you know. Like 35 30s, to 50 or something. Yeah, 35 to 50. The thing is, is that a woman's value, it shines the hardest and brightest, but it's for a smaller period of time. For men... If they do the work, of course, you right. know, if you, if you're 35 years old and you're broke, it don't matter. But you know, if you, if you do the work, you're, you're, you can, uh, shine for a longer period. And, of and time. I want to stress too, this is not a personal opinion of value. This is a number based on, uh, the study I'm referring to looked at messages. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Who was yes. getting hit up on dating on dating websites? Yes. And it wasn't so much as to say, like, I think they outlined this. They're saying we're not saying people are more or less valuable as human beings. We're saying sure. that in the dating world, women get messages at a declining rate from 24 and then onward, mm-hmm. men get an increasing amount of message as as time goes on. But there was also another funny uh, metric in that where they found that women tend to message men equal to their age. Men always message 22 year olds. Yeah. yeah, it's and, it's uh, the, the, and I know that study you're talking about the, universally between men between the ages of 18 all the way to 60 almost always prefer women between the ages of 18 to 24. You yep. know, it's, it's like, it's, and it's, 22 was like the number. Yeah. That's, it was yeah. like the age of the man is going up and the woman is just at 22 the whole time. Yeah. We had a 35 year old woman on the show, right? Late night show. And oh, she yeah. was saying like, yo, I wish someone told me these things when I was younger because she would go out to the club and it's like, she's seen the 22 years old getting picked up by guys, you know, getting hollered at. She's like, wow, I'm not getting the same attention. And it's kind of like she understood if she had, choose that time back you know back then when she was like in her 20s properly she could probably lock down a man that actually cared about her now it's kind of like okay i messed up those years of my life i'm 35 years old what do i have left to give and your youth isn't there and guys want youth so they, i think they, no go ahead. I, th- I think the problem is that like girls don't really know what men really want and men i would say men kind of know what, what women want but it's kind of like they are putting themselves in a the box saying hey you know what i can have fun in my 20s get lit Travel. Men can afford to try to figure it out. Women can't. They can't. That's the difference. Like, like, they hit the yeah. wall. like, like men, like you could take 10 to 15 years to figure it out yeah. and come into your prime later on. Women don't get that benefit, you know, like, yeah. and, and the thing is, is that 
Like I said, they like to measure their value in masculine standards, which is asinine because that's like me saying I can fit, just like I said earlier, if I could wear heels and walk in a dress, you should like me too. And that's how women sound when they say I have a career. Yeah. They base it off masculine traits. But you know, attractiveness matters. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, what you're saying about uh, masculine traits is, is what I think triggers feminists so severely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The reason why, like, this is the one video where it's like all of a sudden I see all these feminists tweeting about me <laughs> is because they were told their whole lives, you need to get a career. You need to be the CEO. You need to break the, gra- the glass ceiling. And so they're like, okay, that's what I got to do. Then they hit their 30, they're, they're in their thirties and they are in that senior level position or that VP position. And they're like, I did it. Now, how are my prospects for the things I want? And guys are like, Oh, I respect you, but I don't want to have a family with you. Exactly. And that must be like getting smacked in the face with a, with a bag of bricks. See, it's, you can find men who do for yeah, sure. But as, yeah. you, as you already stated, like what ends up happening is, Women then have to start lowering their standards to find a man who's going to be. And also, they will not do yeah. it. We they found will not from, do it, man. from the show, women will never submit. They'd rather die alone with dogs and, and cats <laughs> than submit to a guy that they don't want. And here's the scary part. They've been lied to, like you said, their whole life. So now is that, okay, they're awakened to what's the truth. And it's like, I don't, I'm fighting it too, because I don't, I don't want to submit. But here's the problem though. You have to. Because that's, that's your only way out now. Because you waited too long to k- close that gap. So I'm just saying to women out there, like, if you hear this right now, you're, you're young. Take it for what it is, because if you don't, you wait too long to find this man to settle down with. In your thirties is kind of like, okay, why is he going to choose you over the twenty-two year old? Why? And I'll say this too for the women out there that want to chase a career and everything. I'm not saying don't chase a career and don't make money. Mm-hmm. Just know the consequences of that are you're going to have a smaller pool of suitable candidates that meet your requirements, and on top of that, it's not going to increase your sexual market value. Your money does not equ- come into that like it does for a man. So. Chase your career, but you should also be working on trying to find a guy as well. And the thing is that women prioritize chasing your career, and they don't actually prioritize like being a good girlfriend or being a good wife or being a, a good partner for a man. And they're going to put their career over that. And the thing is, is that you have the most negotiating power and ability to lock down a high status man that you want when you're young and attractive, not later on. They're, so they're they're not trying to be what men want. They're trying mm-hmm. to be what society has told them to be. Yeah. Yep. And so. You can keep saying social contract over and over and over again, but the reality is, guys, you look at OK Cupid's data yeah. and they behave a certain way. By all means, feminists, you're allowed to insult those men. I, when, I, when I did the segment, they were like, you know, Tim Pool's basically saying that men are losers who are immature. And I'm like, fine, I don't care. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying if that's what you believe, you're allowed to believe that. You're allowed to be upset that men don't want to date you. Just recognize that's what the data shows. And I'm not saying it's a good thing, but that's literally the studies come out from several different outlets saying, Guys want 22-year-olds. Yeah. They don't care about career. In fact, salary is bad. High-paying women. Men don't like it right. for whatever reason. And women, when this is what we find in the study. When a woman makes six figures, she won't want to stay in a relationship with a man who's making the same amount or less than her. Yep. I'm not saying it's all women, and I'm not saying it's a good thing. That's just what the studies come out. They show. I'll take it a Tim, step further. Yeah. Career women. The least happy demographic of female. I think it was a study from 2011 yeah. of human being, actually. Mm. 42-year-old woman, unmarried, no children. In a career. Yep. That is the least happy demographic of human being. And I've said this before on the podcast. You guys could say it's controversial or not. I say women don't derive the, derive the same pleasure and uh, fulfillment from careers and earning money that men do. Yes. Men are built to work hours and go through adversity and earn and bring it home to a family. Women are not. And that's why, just like you said before, 
The reason why so many women divorce a man if they make more money than them or whatever is because when you're the breadwinner, it inadvertently puts you in a leadership position within the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I've said on the podcast before, women are incapable of leading men within the confinements of a relationship. And as a matter of fact, if you put her in that leadership role, she's going to lead you all right to the end of the relationship because women are not built to lead or provision long term for men, period. Let's let's get more offensive to the feminists. Let's do it. (laughs) So we, uh, We got this story. This is from Daily Mail. Women reveal how their appearances have dramatically changed since they met their partners, saying comfort eating, birth control, and babies have completely altered their bodies. This this, This is, in many ways, the purpose of marriage. Young women and young men getting together and having a contract to each other under God till death do us part because they didn't. Because back in the day, it's a problem if a dude continuously becomes more valuable and more attractive and the woman doesn't. And then you end up with a bunch of angry women and you end up with a bunch of philandering men or womanizing men to have structure. They said, "Okay, we'll do marriage. Well, nowadays, divorce. Marriage is meaningless. There was a meme where it was like it was a guy on his knee with a ring. And he says, will you enter into a government contract with me that you're allowed to break at any time? And if you do, you get half my stuff. And she says, yes, yes, a million times. Yes. It's like if that's the that's the mentality that we have this today. There's 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 no guarantee in marriage. Why would anyone do it? Back in the day, if you tried to get divorced, the judge would be like, I sentence you to marriage counseling. Like, you can't. You've got to figure it out. And you guys have, have a mutual agreement with each other. You've got a family. You're going to raise it. And it made sense. So today, I think this is a good example of why there was marriage. You got images of these women. We're just gonna show, I mean, this is, these are posts they, they showed themselves. Being a size six, meeting my BF. And here's her two years later as a 12 to 14 due to contraception and eating bad food the first few months of, uh, after uh, meeting him. So now she's, she's, you know, getting overweight. Here's one where she's like, here's me first, me, me, my, me, my BF. And now here's, here's her now. To be fair, this one, she's actively pregnant. So I don't think that's what actually that fair to criticize count. her. Here's one where she's like, here's how I look. I'm, I'm fat. There, there are a ton of women, celebrities or, or otherwise, who have kids and then go work out and get fit, get back in shape. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're trying to look good, and there are a lot of women that look really really good. As soon as they get married, that's the trope. They let they let themselves go. Mm-hmm. That's why is it that in TV shows they have that trope of letting themselves go? So I'll say this right. Think about this. You play a game right, and let's say you're playing level one. Okay, you're doing whatever you need to do to make level two. At the last stage, level ten is a boss right. At the boss fight. You pull all the stops. You upgrade your, your weapons. You, you know. finally use your potions. You exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So you have the yeah. last legendary weapon. You slay the, the boss. Now you're finished the game. You're not putting any more effort into the game because you already won the game. Same thing with relationships with these women. They find a guy that they can lock down and can take care of them. And they put all the effort into it at the beginning to get get that guy. Yeah. Now that they got a guy, it's like, okay, if I leave, I get to have his stuff and I'll be good. So I can do whatever I feel like because now he's under my frame. So... I feel like marriage itself, church and store, um, definitely has a place for women to strive. But for men, it's a very detrimental thing to do because you can end. And I, 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 I want to say this, right? So women have the advantage because they can leave anytime and get what they want. But the guy, if he leaves, he's going to lose. So I'm just saying in that situation, they have all the leverage and just them just being there. Uh, they can win and do whatever they feel like because now they leave. Like I said before, they get everything. And that's it. I think that prenuptial agreements should be automatic and Mm -hmm. that you should have to file to do away with it. The idea that there is no prenup going into it and that Mm -hmm. everything you used to own is now half owned by that person because of the signage. 
is insane to me. Here's the problem, though. Prenups don't always work. No. And if you do do a prenup, let's say they can say it was under duress. You know, he, he forced me to do it. So they can always wiggle their, their way out. My thing is, okay, why even get... <sighs> this pisses me off, bro. Because <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, I understand why women leverage sex against men in marriages because they can. Because think about it. If you leave your wife and you've been together for 10 years, alimony, child support, all these things come into play and you're stuck there. So my thing is, uh, these women can take advantage because the law allows them to. So how do you avoid this? Don't get married. Mm. So, yeah, so um, he, oh, here, here's right. here's just a really interesting uh, tidbit. We mentioned this in a previous segment. One of the uh, a large component, uh, a large factor in divorces is the woman making more money than the man. The man is no longer attractive when he's not economically attractive because, like you guys mentioned, what are women are looking for? Lifestyle, status, confidence. So if they're in a relationship and the woman is making a bunch of money. I have the story from Market Watch. They actually, they actually say it. They frame it in a very funny way. They say, this one thing in your marriage increases the risk of divorce by 33%. I hate that headline. And they're basically, and they show the image. When the man is making more than the woman, things are good. When the woman is making more than the man, things are bad. Basically, when the man is no longer attracted to the woman, she leaves. What about these guys that they're in a relationship? This woman says she beat the game. She gets, she lets herself go. She doesn't exercise. She doesn't eat right anymore. Now she's overweight and unattractive. It's 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 wrong for the guy to be like I'm not attracted to this anymore. You've 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 you know broken your agreement with me. Here's the problem, um, and I've said this on the show many times, and I'll say it. I'm going to probably trigger some feminists right now, but the thing is this: women want traditional men, but they don't want to necessarily be traditional women. Yep. They want a guy that's taller than them, makes more money than them, confident, attractive, etc. If someone breaks into the house, he can handle it and protect her and be willing to die for her, right? But she ain't going to make him a sandwich. Oh, you toxic misogynist. <laughs> Make your own sandwich. So they want to be modern women when it suits them, but they want to be traditional when it suits them as well. And that's the problem. That's why we tell guys don't get married nowadays. Don't put yourself in a situation where the woman has all the leverage. Yep. Because when she has the leverage, bad things are going to happen. And we know it because look at it. 80% of divorces are initiated by women. So mm-hmm. you see what happens when women have leverage. They leave. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing. Like as a man, you have a burden of performance. Men don't ask for much from women. Women ask far more of men than men ask of women. So my thing is something simple like, Bedroom fun. We'll keep it YouTube friendly, right? <laughs> How many sexless marriages are there out there? Or worse yet, I see on TikTok a wife saying, you're not going to get any unless you take out the trash. Mm. Uh, you're not going to get any unless you mow the lawn, blah, blah, blah. But if someone breaks into the house, you're expected to protect this woman with your life and she don't even want to give you no bedroom fun. That's BS. That's why we tell guys, most of the time, unless you want to have kids, you shouldn't get married at all. Because women... Get in line when they know that you have other women in line. That's why we tell guys to not date exclusively, to date non-exclusively, and all that stuff. Go ahead. Let's, let's, let's think ahead. about the, the the actual math of the of the situation sure. here. It sounds like feminism has been the greatest gift to to um, high value right men, word? to, to guys like us, high value to men, guys, to guys like us. Men. But <laughs> another, another way to put it is, feminism has actually reverted society back to a more primitive state. Yes, yes, yeah. Because of feminism. I would say it's the greatest, like, like I said, high value men, guys who are confident, successful, wealthy. They can get any woman they want, whenever yes. they want, with no obligations, no commitment. And better yet, half the time the women are, are working careers and doing, and doing a bunch of the work. So there was a meme where a feminist was like, or it was a meme where someone, a woman said, feminism is a trick, you guys. The men are going to sit around playing video games all day while they make us do all the work. <laughs> right? But th- so it's a joke, but what ends up happening is you look back at how, things used to be in the tribal sense yep the 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 alpha male the high value man would you know get whatever woman he wanted all of them all of them and if you look at how uh in the animal kingdom 
you know, typically it's like the most dominant, powerful male, like, you know, Has takes like all the women. Wives, Roosters uh, got like gorillas. 12 ladies. They take right. it. They fight each other. Harem. They kill the other one and they take their harem. So right now, because of all this, like you mentioned, these guys go on, da- on Instagram and they can just DM 50 women and get back five messages. And then one of them is a, is a go. Yep. Yep. And that's what, what I've said it before. What feminism, feminism has actually done is it's give, given all the sexual leverage to the highest tier men inadvertently to the unbeknown to them. They've basically given all leverage to the men that will never actually commit to them. And what happens is the guys that are, you know, good husbands, good potential long term partners, those guys get left out in the dust and the women don't come back to them until, you know, maybe their youth is gone or whatever it may be. And then you end up with these marriages that don't end up working out because the guy isn't getting her best, but he's still held to a certain standard he has to provide. So there, there, there was a chart. I think it might have been Leonardo DiCaprio, but if it's not, forgive me, Leo, for besmirching your, your honorable name. <laughs> but it was like this guy dates women and divo- uh, marries women and divorces them at the exact, like almost the exact same ages. Like he has to date at 24 and then at like Oh, yeah, it's Leo. He, he doesn't date any girl over 25. Yeah. 25. It's Leo. Yeah. yeah, he like, he dates and then, div- and then yeah. dumps them and then dates and then yeah. dumps. He like dates them. When- smart man. <laughs> Very smart. <laughs> smart. He, he's, cause here's the thing. L- l- let's be honest about it, right? The women, Want him for his status and his value. Right. Right? They want to be around, uh, you know, an A-list celebrity, whatever. So he's like, okay, you want to share my time with a high status man? I want the, be- the, the best and the brightest. The problem is this. When men put women on, uh, we want preferences, this is what we want in women, it's considered misogynistic and rude or, or discrimination. But when a woman has standards, it's considered preferences. It's completely okay for women to exert their boundaries and what they want in men, but it's not okay for men to do it. Men are shamed for doing it. Th- think about what we're talking about in this segment. A guy could lose his job and make less money, and now he's not economically attractive anymore, and then you get a divorce. But a man, like even criticizing the fact that these women are overweight, they've let themselves go, mm-hmm. and it's considered misogynistic or, or sexist or offensive. And I'll take it a step further. Society actually encourages women to leave their men we no longer provides because yep. they get the money. 80% of divorces are initiated by women. The family courts destroy men. They're, they're heavily gynocentric, uh, gynocentric. So... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is, is there any benefit to really getting married in today's day and age? Yeah, I even, can't see many. Even social media. You see it all well, the time. Girls leaving their men for other men. And it's funny because when you're married to a woman, right? Guess what happens? Let's say you lose your job, like you said earlier, and you're no longer, you know, I would say you're no longer like attractive to her. She can go cheat and have fun on the side and then still take still money. Let's, let's, let's start this from the beginning. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, you, you said you encourage men not to get married. Is that opinion both of you guys have? Yeah. We, we, there's very off, few si- situations off, where you, you should marry. You better off being single. Yeah. Honestly. All right. So you want to just give us the bullet points. I know, I know we've, we've talked about it quite a bit, yeah, but sure. let's, let's go through it now just to start from the beginning. Why shouldn't men get married? Um, well, the, the, a big reason why is because, like, a, um, marriage is a traditional thing, and a lot of women aren't traditional, you know? Uh, you know, let's, let's be honest. I'm just gonna have to say things that might offend people. Women are more promiscuous than they've ever been. Yep. You're going to have to train a lot of bad habits out of your girlfriend and or wife mm-hmm. to make her a suitable candidate to be your long-term partner to raise children. 
Because the problem is this. Society nowadays, you got this rap music, you got city girls teaching girls all this other stuff. These are bad habits not conducive to a good long-term girlfriend and or wife of your child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Last thing you want is your son to be walking down the playground and be like, hey, dude, I saw your mom's like butt on OnlyFans. Like, th- that's terrible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, And Lana Rhodes is dealing with the consequences of that right now for poor decisions in the past. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. So like – Women are more promiscuous now. They don't. They don't want. Uh, they don't want to follow male leadership. You know. Uh, they don't want to. Um, they don't want to adhere to traditional traits. But they expect you to adhere to all your masculine traditional traits. So it's a bad trade for you a lot of the time. And only not only that. Why would you sign a contract with someone that's incentivized to break it? Yeah. And, and you, 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 you. They break that contract. They get half your stuff. Exactly. And not only that, most women marry up. So by default, more than likely, whatever woman you deal with is going to make less money than you. So and not only that, but when she when she's married. That's when the sexless marriages start. That was when the you know the the disrespect begins or whatever. So, it's not in a man's best interest to get married in today's state because a lot of women are not fit wives. To be I'm honest, not, Tim, I was actually married before, right? So I'm, I'm speaking from my personal opinion as well as as, as well as being married. But I'll say this: regarding marriage, there was no there was no benefit for me being in that marriage versus not being in, in that marriage. So when I was single, dating the same girl, I had the same benefits, but now being married. I involved the state into my into my life. So if I want to leave, I ask permission to leave, and guess what? They're going to take a portion. If I want to do certain things, so I'm just saying, like regarding marriage itself, what's the benefit for men? Honestly, not much other than having kids. And even then, it's kind of like okay, you could have kids, well, you know, without marriage. My thing is, look, I'd rather go to Colombia, find a nice a nice <laughs> chick over there, be, marry her, and come out to the U.S. And, to the and real talk, here's another thing too. Yeah. I, I'm going to say it as well. Yeah. More than likely, if you marry a woman in today's day and age, she's going to have a past. Okay, women always want women want a man with a future, but a man does not want a woman that has a past. But the problem is that if I say I don't want a past, that's considered misogynistic, toxic, whatever. But no, I'm taking a huge risk by marrying you and having children with you. So I need to make sure, just like you want me to be able to provide for the family, that you're going to be a dutiful wife and not embarrass me and the family. Because when women cheat, there's serious negative consequences to it that can destroy a family, get pregnant by another man, whatever it is. It, it just it just doesn't work. So. A lot, you know, if you're going to get married, you're going to want a woman that has a lower notch count. Men are literally designed to want a woman that has a lower notch count. Are you going to find that in the West? Very tough, man. I just add to that point as well. So when I married this, this chick, right, she was a single mom, uh, just when I first came to America. And, you know, at the beginning it was cool, rosy, everything was cool. But then it started getting, getting into like demanding. Okay, you know what? Spend more time with my, ki- with my kid. I need, I need to, you know, to do, to do these things, whatever. And I was like, you know what? This wasn't part of our agreement at the beginning. Like, you know, it was us helping each other out, whatever. The point here is that, like, they can now exert more boundaries on you and demands on you. And because you're you're in that situation, it's kind of like, okay, this is my wife. I should do this because if I don't, she might leave me. And the fear of her leaving me is very very powerful because now I'm going to lose half my stuff. That being said, I left her because I knew going forward, if I stay any longer... I could be held liable for a lot of things, like maybe child support, yeah. maybe even you know having to pay alimony. So I got out as fast as possible under that year. But I'm saying most guys, they stick. Hey, you know what? I'll stick with her. You know, I'll do with the bull crap, whatever. And then they get finessed because they have to pay a pile, you know all that stuff they got to pay. So cheaper to keep her. That, so, that terrible quote. And one last thing yeah. I want to say because I know that the feminists might get mad at me, whatever for me saying that. Right. Men want a woman. <laughs> yeah, they, they already send me death threats every day, so it is what Jeez. it is. So I'll just go all the way. Um, the thing is this, um, female promiscuity does have consequences. It's just that we don't tell women this because we don't want to tell them the truth, right? When you lie, women buy. You know, go ahead, girl, do your thing. All I'm saying is that if you're going to marry a woman, her past does matter for you as a guy. And there's studies that show this, that 
the more partners a woman has, the lower her ability to probably have to pair bond with you and or have a marriage that's going to last. It has significant uh, consequences if the woman was had a promiscuous past. So guys need to be smart and know that if you're going to pick a woman for a long-term relationship to have children with, you got to know what you're doing. And in today's Western culture, women are incentivized to be promiscuous. So it's like, and I shouldn't be admitting this as a guy that 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 you know dates casually, whatever. But for the women out there that might be watching or guys that are thinking about getting married, this stuff matters, guys. You need to look at this. Check out the story we got. Go ahead. Wife's response to husband's message to lose weight goes viral. She <laughs> should have given you divorce papers. Here's the story: a guy bought. Uh, he posted a video online saying he purposefully bought his wife a dress that was too small for. Her. He wanted her to lose weight. The response. How sick and disgusting. She should divorce you. She can gorge herself, eat whatever she wants. She owes you nothing. And she gets half your stuff. Mm. There you go. What, what incentive is there? You know, I'll, I'll say this too, to all of the, all, all of the, 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 the women who may get angry about hearing the stuff. If you don't like hearing this, I'm not saying this to say any of it's good or right or, or anything like that. But now you're hearing what men are thinking and what men are talking about and what men want. Yeah. What they'll never say. And there was a Peloton commercial too that got people offended because yes. the guy uh, last, last Christmas, I oh, think it was, yeah. the guy, the guy, uh, he bought her a treadmill. He, he bought her a, yeah, Peloton, yeah, which yeah. is like a bike. Oh, a bike. A bike. Yeah, a bike. And, uh, and it, uh, there was a bunch of rage. Like, are you telling your wife that she needs to lose weight? Blah, blah, blah. And this just shows the crazy clown world that we're in where having standards on women is considered misogynistic or awful. You know what I'm saying? And it's right. all you're simply telling her is, Hey, listen, if you want to continue, to get this security and provisioning and relationship with me, you need to also perform. There's a burner performance on men, but there's never a burner performance on women. Never. Women are we have a bunch of social conventions out there that allow women to misbehave, act poorly, be obese, be crass, be annoying, and with zero consequence. If a woman is fat, love your curves, girl. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Go ahead, go, go, go. If, <laughs> if a woman is rude, it's okay. They just can't handle you. You know, if she's strong and independent. You know what? He has small D energy. He's not worthy of your time. You know, you go, girl. But if a guy's a loser, hey, man, you're a loser. You live with your mom in your basement. You're a dork, whatever. Yep. Men are – there's negative reinforcement to mistakes made if you're a man. But there are not neg- – there's not negative reinforcement for bad female decisions. And the thing is this. Who loses? The women, the women lose because they end up single because men select who gets married. Okay? You want, you, want, you want to hear my favorite conspiracy theory? Yeah, let's do it. All right. You know the Dove Real Beauty campaign? Dove? Dove, oh, Dove, Dove, Dove soap, real beauty. So, so they got bigger women, plus size women, fat women for their ad campaigns. Oh, Victoria's Secret's doing that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the thing about the uh, the the the, uh, the the Dove real beauty yeah. campaign, right? So they got like bigger women, plus size women. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, you know Ben and Jerry's, obviously. Ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. Guess what? Company? There's, there's one company that owns both. <laughs> Unilever. So the 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 joke conspiracy theory is that the the they sell the ice cream to all these women, get them really overweight. And then yeah. do commercials saying, you're so beautiful. Wow. You keep buying. like Because you do these ad campaigns for soap where you got all these super attractive models. And these women who keep eating your ice cream, you know, they're going to be out of shape and Genius. feel bad. So you got to make the commercials sound, hey, it's great. It's great. But but look at this. You get the body positivity movement. Yeah. You get all these ads with morbidly obese women that are like at serious risk of, of health complications. Yeah. It's horrifying. There's There's nothing like that for men. No, there, there's there's no man body positivity movement. I mean, maybe like a no small male plus size models. I don't see. Nope. Oh, no. Where's the men's fitness magazine with a big fat morbidly obese guy saying like, oh, this this is, it actually reminds me of the Sokol Squared hoax guys. You guys know about um, uh, James Lindsay, Peter Bogosian, Helen Pluckrose. They they spoofed a bunch of journals. One of them was fat bodybuilding. Okay, I don't know if this got accepted, but the idea was why is muscle the preferred <laughs> you know bodybuilding? 
fat bodybuilding is you should be able to eat a bunch of food, get really, really fat, and that's bodybuilding too. <laughs> but, but, but it doesn't exist. No. There's no, there's no like my, there's no big ad campaign where it's like a big fat dad bod guy, you know, uh, just sitting there like, I eat a lot of Twinkies. Yeah. They don't do that. And when you, and, and it's amazing because like I used the example before the analogy, like if I walked around in a dress and heels and I said, oh, well, you know, I'm really good at doing this. You should accept me for whatever. It sounded asinine, right? But that's how women sound when they say I make a lot of money and I'm a, I'm a corporate exec, whatever. Men don't care about that. These are considered masculine traits no matter how much feminists want to argue with us about it. Like earning money, becoming high-powered, high-status, whatever. These are things that men tend to do and women find attractive in men. They're masculine traits. So if you have them, cool plus for you, but it's irrelevant towards your sexual market value. And yes, like I said, there's never going to be a body positivity for men because I always say for a man to be attractive to women – He's got to live in a fact-based reality. He cannot – men don't get the privilege of living in a Disney fairy tale. I can't tell you how many women I know. It's okay. You'll find a good girl. Don't worry. She'll come your way, blah, blah, blah. No. That's cap. cap. Because <laughs> that's like me telling a lion, hey, listen, lion, if you just wait and – you'll find that gazelle, man. Don't worry He'll about it. He'll come right to you. He'll come right yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah. you. You just need more time. No. You need to tell that lion what? You need to be stalking your prey. You need to be out at night. Hiding in the grass, you might need two of your buddies to help you, whatever it is. And then when they're not looking, you gotta jump on them. That's what it takes to get women. You gotta reveal unflattering realities about how women really may select to get them. But women get the privilege of saying, I'm gonna wait around and the right guy will come because they can, they get the privilege of being able to believe in Disney fairy tales because they're the gazelle. You can't do that as a man. You're the lion. If you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna die. You want to get girls? You have to know these unflattering realities with men. And I think that's why this type of content is exploding in popularity. Mm-hmm. We're not just men, but also women because men are learning what it takes to actually be attractive to women. You know, not being a pushover, not being soft, you know, having these bad boy tendencies, you know. And then women are learning, okay, men actually are different. They want me to be attractive and feminine and submissive. But or they're tired of being lied to. Yeah. There you go. And you know, and, yep. and, but, but real quick, I think mm-hmm. this is one of the reasons why feminists get so mad at this stuff. There's a, uh, I knew this, uh, a friend of mine, his dad was a physicist. We were talking about M theory, quantum physics, you know, the, the, the top tier, the unified theory. And I was like, is this, is this real? Is this it? Is the universe this 12 dimensional membrane or whatever this crazy theory is? And he said, yeah, there's a lot of problems with it. We can't figure out, but you got a lot of scientists who have dedicated 60 years of their lives to this scientific theory and they will never give that up. Mm-hmm. So you prove them wrong and they're like, my whole yeah. life was wasted and broken. Was on that. So now you have these women. They're 35, they have good careers, they make six figures, and if you say men have a tendency to not want, want, not want to date that, they're gonna get mad. Yeah. They have to get they mad. They have to shame you. You yeah. have to be wrong. You are wrong. It's not true. I did everything right. I know you did. I know you did what they told you to do. But I, and I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, you look at the studies, the tendencies exist. So it's gonna be a lot harder for you. Like yeah. going to college, not a good idea. Mm. And all these kids were like, but I was told to go to college. <laughs> I, I did exactly what I was told. Great. Now you're massively in debt. You can't get a job. Mm. Just Life doing what fair. you're told. A, a lot of, a lot of uh, women that we bring on our show that get mad when we say these types of things, they say, well, that's not fair. And I tell them, life isn't fair. It's not fair that you get to go into a nightclub without paying. It's not fair that there are men that are willing to pay your rent for not doing anything. We had a girl on, on our show yesterday. She's on unemployment. She's riding around in Rolls Royces and McLarens and she, <laughs> she went to Vegas today. Yep. An unemployed man would never be able to do that. Why? But she's young and attractive and she's a woman. So there's privileges on both sides. And unfortunately, ladies, some of the things that men can do, you can't. Oh, dude. Like growing up, how many, how many women, how many guys did you know that became homeless? 
how many women did you know that became homeless? Exactly. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's it's absolute. There's obviously homeless women. But I, but I but I think yeah, a uh, one in five uh, homeless people are women. Yeah. Some like it's really really low because women can just find a guy and live with them. Yeah. Not it's not it's not absolute. It's not of course, you know. But suicides overwhelmingly dudes. Exactly. I'm These curious. Happen. Victims uh, of violent crime, yeah. men. Because I had a woman one time say, I was like, give me a privilege that women have that men don't or a right. And she was like, well, you could walk around at night give and not feel scared. And I was like. Feeling versus reality are two different thing things. Men are actually far more prone to be victims of violent crime, which is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Which, yeah sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say go we got to go to the super chat. Yeah, yeah, we, we went a little long, and we we, we got to do this bonus segment later where we can get even more offensive. Sure, so. sure. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Chad Randall says, "I'm sorry. If you haven't already, give that like button a little tap. Subscribe to TimCast.com because if you think this was offensive, wait till we go to the members only segment. Oh <laughs> man, let's get it. I guess we're in there, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, Chad Randall says, I want an update on Tim's app. When will it be done? Oh, oh man, we are working as fast as humanly possible. I literally were working this company, and I was like, can I give you more money to make it faster? And they were like, yes. And I said, can I give you even more money to make it go faster? And they said, that's the limit. There's just <laughs> there's just only so much you can do. So the new website looks amazing. We're going to do an app. You're going to be able to listen to podcast episodes with the screen off, all that good stuff. Mm. That's the plan, man. But it takes time to build stuff, so we're working on it. Hey, East F says, I got a notification today. Yay. Hey, that's cool. Nice. Nice. Oppo says, we have Tim Pool, the legendary fence sitter versus fresh and fit, the legendary fence busters. (laughs) Will Myron sacrifice the rest of his hair to defeat the beanie? Will fresh (laughs) unleash the stutter barrage? (laughs) (laughs) Find out next time on DBZ. (laughs) That was a good one. That's awesome. That's funny. It wasn't a question, but. Excellent. Uh, let's see. Okay, I don't know what this means. Rainer Chen says, here's to Fresh and Fit. If Tim Pool joined your podcast, what could it take for you to Frank Castle him? Oh. Tim, is, Tim is fam, man. Yeah. Tim is cool. <laughs> I want to Frank Castle him. Nah, Frank Castle, because, uh, because yeah. when, um. Look at his shirt. Yeah, I, I wear the Punisher. Basically, oh, right I went viral on TikTok, uh, like, uh, back in like late 2020 for saying like, if a girl reschedules on a date, you need to punish that bad behavior maker by the first round of drinks. And oh. went viral, cause like, put it bad behavior, are we dogs? It's like, no, you just need to let her know that you have boundaries and she can't disrespect your time. And then they're like, are you punish bad behavior. I was like, you know what? I'm Frank Castle now. So I just took the name, the Punisher. <laughs> and and uh, every show we do, right? There's, for whatever reason, this random ratchet chick that go, goes crazy, right? Yeah. And we'll, we'll give her a chance. You know what? Please calm down. We're on a talk show right now. You can't be too loud. And they keep going on and on. So you know what? That's it. Head enough. Get out of here. Yeah, and I just kick her <laughs> out. We, they, it's called Frank Castling them. Yeah. And the chat is hilarious because they'll start putting castle uh, emojis in there when the girls start Castle loading. up. Or Frank Castle loading. I'm like, all right, get the F out. You know, yeah. and then they leave. But Tim is cool, man. Tim is cool. Yeah, Tim, Tim is mad cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I'll take it. I'll take it. I got these 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 guys from this fancy podcast in Miami. Sam, a cool dude. That must make it true. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Let's see. Conti123 says, we had a lady tried to run a military gate and the MP had to smash her window to get her out because she refuses. Now she's trying to make the MP look bad by lying. Sad world we live in. Damn. That's tough, man. Yeah, dude. All right. Let's see. People are saying, uh, fresh and fit based. Next show, Rolo Tomasi, LOL. Free John Doyle on Twitter. His future POTUS. Shout out to Heck Off Commie Network. Do you guys know uh, Rolo? Is that how you say Yeah, he's our boy. He's a friend of ours. He's actually oh, right. the author of Rational Mail, a very mm-hmm. cool guy. You good have dude. A, you should have, a, yeah. have him on the show, man. He follows me. Yeah. 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 He's a good dude. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll check it out. Yeah. I'll Fight You Naked said, just saw Leah's interview with Boyce. It was very interesting seeing a girl who aspires to be a stay-home mom when I'm old enough to be her dad. 
the Wokies would have got away with it if it weren't for all you meddling kids. <laughs> I, I just feel like women have really been lied to. And it, it, more than anything, it makes me sad to watch him try to play a second-rate version of the men's game. Yeah. It breaks my heart. Lydia, so I'm just curious. How many of your friends actually have a, a boyfriend or, or are married right now? Uh, most of my friends are married and having children right now. Awesome. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's, That's good. excellent. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's awesome. my gang. My yeah. gang. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm a little jealous, but it's all good. We'll get there. <laughs> all right. BlackRock <laughs> Vegan says, I just moved from PA to FL. It's nice here, Tim. Lots of freedom. Lots of rural land for cheap and unincorporated areas. Luke was right. Join us, Tim. <laughs> Dude, I lived in, in Florida. January and February was like when we could go outside. <laughs> but maybe I'll get a big, uh, a big, you know, pole barn or something. And air conditioning. Hold air on, Tim. You spend a week with us. I guarantee you'll love Miami. I'm telling you, bro. You might all not our, make it back here alive. All though. our guests that come <laughs> to with us, they either get an apartment or they buy a home in Florida with us. I I, I love Miami. It was fantastic. It's just the weather, dude. You know, man, we, we're AC all day, bro. Yeah, it's, come it's, on, it's, man. Yeah, but I like going. Out, I go outside every day. I skate. And it was like really brutal. We'd go outside in the backyard, 100 degrees maximum humidity, and I just like fall over and like just melt. You know, we air conditioned skate parks. Though. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we can make that happen. I went to one skate park in Miami. That Low Wayne's? I don't, I don't remember. It had no AC though. Oh, and it was no. seriously probably like 110 degrees inside. Oh. And I went inside and I was like, these people are nuts. They had a fan. Like trying to pull the air, I'm like, dude, we're in Miami. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, blowing just more humid air on me. <laughs> must have, AC must have been broken or something, oh. and they were trying. They, they had to keep the doors open, otherwise yeah. they go to business. You know, I get, I get it. Yeah. Damn. All right, let's see. What do we got? Jonathan Duger says Ian is right on this thing. The ice is like heavyweight on one end of a seesaw. One side falls and the other rises. Oh, Shout to Ian. Yep. Interesting. Some science. It checks out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got a name. Um, Nathan Simpson says Ian is right. Isostatic rebound is a thing. My home province in Canada was covered in glaciers during the ice age, and as the crust rebounds over time, we sometimes experience small earthquakes. Huh? Wow, wow. interesting. I never knew. Damn. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, yeah. They said that Atlantis sunk beneath the sea as well as being covered by mud. It went down. Oh, interesting. Oh. Hmm. Florida's next. All right. Eamon says, first super chat, listening for two years now. Hey, appreciate it, man. Love the show. Hi to Lydia. Speaking of getting hustled, got hustled in Nola on bachelor's trip. Woke up with fake phone and $2,300 spent on debit card. Police didn't care to take a report. Oh, no. That's, that's, I'm not surprised. Finesse game is strong. Yeah, that happens, bro. Joe Harshbarger. Tim, what if they are driving gas prices up because they want to make it more convenient to drive electric cars rather than gas ones? I don't know about all that. Uh, I do know I have an electric, I have a Tesla. Mm. It's great, but you can't really do much with it outside of like running errands. Mm. You can drive it to the store, you can drive it back, but taking it on longer trips, like we we drove it three hours, we had to stop, plug it in, and then chill for like twenty minutes as wow. it charges back up. That's annoying. Yeah, we're, it's we're, really we're, annoying. Like I'm not too familiar with Tesla's. Like, do you plug it into like an outlet or something like that? Or? If you pl- you can plug it into an outlet, and it'll, it'll give you three travel miles per hour of charge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you get the actual <laughs> the actual charger, like the superchargers, you can actually charge it up to about eighty percent in twenty minutes. Okay. So that's not that bad. But how much is one of those things though? 
Uh, the, the, the super, supercharger. It's yeah. a normal plug. Oh, it just comes with yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, sweet. So, like, when you pull up to the... We're not, like, uh, it, it's the outlet that it has. Okay. It comes with a wall charger. You got to get one installed. They're, like, 500 bucks to install in your home. Okay. But if you're driving, you know, we would drive from here to, like, Philly. We stop at a, a rest station. You plug in the supercharger, and then you go inside, grab some food, come back out. Your car's fully charged. You're good to go. Mm. Not as convenient as just pump to a gas station. You pump up in a minute. You're done. You're good to go. So See, we got the Range Rover Diesel, so we'd be macking yeah, in we there. Yeah, we use Diesel. That's a, that's a little glitch in the yeah, matrix diesel. right there. Diesel's Diesel's great. Range Rover yeah, yeah, yeah. saves. We we actually got a Ram because we're trying to do uh, mobile shows. So we got oh. we got we got a trailer. We need to set it up. There's a lot of work that's got to be done to it, and just there's too many plates spinning to like get everything going. But we're pro- we we want to go to Nashville, then Austin, then Nashville and back. Nice. Mm. Make it a trip where we like hang out for a week. Nashville's an underrated city, man. Yeah, it's a lot, cool place. A, lot of, a lot of fun. It's a fun place to be. Yeah. Hector Garcia says, sending love from Homestead, Tim. And don't sleep on it. They recently started a bunch of development. I'm talking Tesla charging and entertainment complexes. Prices going up and people gentrifying west of the Redlands. West of the Redlands. Wow. I'm telling you, man. That's South cool. Florida is going to be booming in a couple of years. I'll it. tell you this, dude. Some of the it. best food. Best food. Yeah. When you would get, like, legit food from, like, an abuelita and she's, like, cooking <laughs> real. Abuelita. Yeah, yeah <laughs> dude. Grandma's cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. We, we would go in and it would be, like, this little hole-in-the-wall place. And you know that it was like they got the meat, they cooked it. There's not, there's no crap in it. It's like family cooking. Yeah. That was the coolest thing. Killed the chickens in the back or whatever. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? Uh, no, no, like, no, yeah. no, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, they. I once lived across the street from a chicken slaughterhouse. You oh. hear them all screaming at night. Oh man, God. you ever had yeah. Jamaican food? Uh, Peter has entered the chat. Yeah, but like <laughs> New York Jamaican food. I'm taking you out, bro. When you coming up, Miami. I got you. <laughs> you and Lydia. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, we could we get this trailer set up. We could come down to to Miami. There you go. Let's we could, do it. We could do our let's show go. for a week. Then we, you know, what the plan was, we would spend Monday Monday through Thursday mm-hmm. doing the shows just in, in the trailer, and then Friday night we would get a venue and do a live showing. Oh. It's not super easy because we got to get camera set up. We got the live. We got the internet set up. So you got our studio. Yeah. If but the want- idea would like sell tickets, have people come and actually get to hang oh. out, sit in the, the audience, and then super chats plus like audience questions. So people would love that, bro. That, I, that, I I've thought about that. Like you know, yeah. if you have an audience, you could definitely do that. Friday nights, well, because Friday nights people want to go out. Yep, they don't want to sit at home and, and listen to a podcast on the internet. So they're out doing something. We find this venue where they can drink and hang out, and then we're getting the best of both worlds. Everyone's having a good time. They can come meet exactly. us. Exactly. That's smart. Yeah, that's a, that's do a it before um, uh, ten p.m. in Miami. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Best Auntie Ever says, hey, Tim, just looking for a recommendation for an AR for home defense. Thanks. Um, I'll just throw shout out to the SIG M400. I mean, you know, I, I, I've recently just got a bunch of guns. Steven Crowder sent me the SIG M400, told me it was like the Cadillac of AR 15s or whatever. Mm. And it took me like a year to get it because there was just like just some it was just difficult. I lived in New Jersey. New Jersey had crazy laws. We moved to West Virginia. Now it's easy. Yeah, that thing is amazing. Mm. It really is super easy, super uh, just easy is the best way to put it yeah. so for me and i'm like i don't have a lot of experience I only got a, you know a year or so now actually working with guns and training okay i went out and we went i had the instructor and everybody showed me how to how to use it and it was it was fantastic yeah glocks yeah. and nares are just you know, yeah standard he's a pro can't yeah. beat that oh, i wonder how wait a pro oh, oh wait no. i didn't say it on air never mind <laughs> but like the the the, 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 the muzzle break on it yeah you know it was it's powerful. Like the recoil was very light. This is a five five six home defense, though. I guess an AR. I just got uh, a nine millimeter AR rifle. Mm. I like that um, because you can use hollow points or frangible nine millimeters, so yeah. there's less penetration, so it's safer and just you know more for accurate. home defense, though. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to like you know kind of end them? Yeah, I mean a hollow point. Are seriously. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that, okay. I thought you meant fringes yeah. and like okay, yeah, yeah. 
Well, so, you know, like hollow, hollow points, that's not going to go through the walls. Oh, okay. All right. But fair when enough. It, when it hits a yeah, because it hits them, it goes, it stays in them and it splatters. Exactly. Yeah. It expands and mushroom yeah, tips. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I talked about this before. I was like, I don't want to end them. You know, I don't even want to have to shoot somebody, but you got, that's the hard realities. I, t- I told you the story about when I'm in, uh, in Miami, they said, guy got his, his house invaded and he walked down the stairs. No idea what's happening. It took yeah. a bowl in the chest. Yeah, man. So sometimes the sad reality is like, you don't get to make that choice. They made it for you. Right. They I'll say it in the uncut house. version. I don't want to say All right, we'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah, we'll save it for the uncut. I was going to say uncovers. All right, let's see. Justin Bell says, not having children is equivalent to ending your genetic line that has been evolving for how long? Mm -hmm. Billions of years. We Mm -hmm. gain sentience to end ourselves. We'll, 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 we'll get into a bit of this in the, in the bonus segment too, because that's, that's the stuff where YouTube gets really mad and we're going to, you know. All right, let's see what we got. ASU says, fresh and fit did the red pill manosphere go mainstream? Tim, can you have Rolo and Coach Greg Adams on the show, on the podcast? I'm not familiar. I've, I've heard of Rolo for sure. I don't know who Coach Greg is. You guys know he's a good is. dude. He's yeah, a good dude. dude. Coach good Greg dude. Adams. Yeah, yeah we'll dude. definitely look at it. Um, we we actually like. Uh, I think we talk about like men's issues and stuff. Yeah. relatively often. It's mostly political and cultural. Not as often as we used to. Yeah, not as often as we used to. We actually like one of our first guests was uh, was he like a psychology? Yeah, uh, Sean. Smith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's but it's mostly because it's like a, a, a gender is obviously a huge driver in cultural politics. Yeah. And and how movies are being made and how all this stuff is doing, you know, is 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 changing and happening. So and also it's trending very well too. These topics are very hot. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. A lot, a lot of guys are struggling, man. And, and I think yeah. uh, since you know, I, my my prediction is as women become more and more selective and they deal with a smaller smaller portion of men, you know, that top ten percent of men and it dwindles down. More and more guys are going to go looking for answers. They're going to go on Google. How do I get girls? They're going to find us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. try to figure the, the, figure the stuff we out. We say so many marriages and like relationships is crazy, man. Yeah. Awesome. Check this out. Joe Novacell says, any app is a dating app if you're creepy enough. <laughs> That's, <laughs> 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 That's you, true. Did you hear about the guys That's who are hitting true. up women on LinkedIn? Oh, Yo, no. there's there, a whole – yeah. You can do There's it. There's a whole technique <laughs> oh of using LinkedIn to yeah. get girls. Don't do that. Yeah. Which is cringy to the, me. The, I got a, yeah. I got a buddy that does it. He, oh, he uses no. LinkedIn to get That's girls. So cringy, you can do though. It. Nah, man, it, dude, it could work because you got, you got status on there. That's if you do yeah. it right, you're coming from like, kind of like a mentor, value, like, like it. higher status. Like, so the girls, women are, try, there's, there's a reason why like secretaries, but just know, go on a sugar site. Just go on a sugar site. You could do that too, but like, it's just, it, I guess is. I say use every avenue, man. I'm, 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 Use every avenue, guys. Cold approach, up. online dating, LinkedIn game, whatever Imagine you got to do. Imagine hearing the VP hit me up to go on a date. Who's the VP? <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, but it's cringy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, right, let's I see. I say use everything. No yeah. shame. Okay. The Civic Nationalist says, I ride around the UK on my 500cc motorbike, and I used to pick up chicks in nightclubs. Never once used a dating app. But I did meet my GF of one year on Instagram, and when she's not at uni, we go on the same rides. God save the queen. Oh, okay. J. Rich says, are we headed towards a world where the average man and woman won't settle for each other and ultimately live alone and pay to play with the top 1% of either That's gender question. when they need to? Would that be better or worse than what we have now? The only thing I would say is it's not going to be the average man be willing to settle. It's going to be the average woman won't settle. Exactly. It's going to be because average women now, if you ask them what they want in a man, they, they're they not describing an average man. They're describing Yo. a man that's extra uh, above average. It was one thing we learned from the show, talking to hundreds of women. Yeah, they point. will never submit. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Oh, I'd rather have a dog, cat, live alone. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They really don't want. Uh, they don't want an average man at all, man. Because we like to ask the girls, hey, well, how, how tall does he got to be? How much money does he got to earn? We're average it out from all the hundreds of women we spoke to, over six feet tall, at least a hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, attractive in somewhat shape, not being fat. 
you're already describing a man that's in the top, you know, five percent, you know, yeah. uh, oh, of yeah, man, because only ten percent of all U.S. households make over a hundred thousand oh, dollars yeah. a year. So if you extrapolate that for single men that are attractive that meet these other requirements of yours that are six feet, we're talking top five, top three, not top four percent, not even, not even point one, because you're, because yeah. they're single as well. So you got You got yeah. You got to factor in. I'm being generous. No, because <laughs> think about this too. Single as well, right there. So these guys who are highly sought after, they're probably already dating somebody. Exactly. Yes. Multiple people. And now here's, here's another equalizer, clout. If you have clout nowadays, it's kind of like the social currency. You have that, you have access to a lot of women. Yeah, and it's just the, – the thing is, is I think um, – well, it's not even I think. At this point, after interviewing hundreds of women, I know. We know. They have an abundance mentality that is almost detrimental to their uh, ability to lock down a guy because they think, well – I went to this social situation or I went to this party or I was on this yacht and I met all these kinds of guys. These these guys are abundant. No, they're not. Like they're abundant maybe from from a they want to sleep with you. Because uh, uh, women don't understand that. Just like women have like a dual mating strategy, men do too. You know, you have the girls that you want to just like hook up with. Then you got girls that are wifey material. The problem is that a lot of women conflate a guy wanting to sleep with them and give them attention as, okay, well, this guy is a potential candidate for a relationship too. And what they don't understand is that you know, relationship value and, you know, attractive value are two different things, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of guys, and, and here's the other thing too, I always tell women to this, and they get mad at me, but you know, feminists, if you want to get mad at it, is what it is. A man's value is derived from how many attractive women can you get and sleep with? A woman's value is determined by what caliber of man can you attract and most importantly, retain. retain. If you don't got a ring, you lost. The thing is this. We like to give our participation trophies and don't like to have losers, especially when we deal with women. Women, we like to coddle them. No. If you are not married or in a serious relationship with a man that you love, admire, and respect and want to be with, you lost as a woman. And as a man, if you can't attract an abundant amount of women or at least a woman that you uh, find attractive that you want, then you lost as a man. The problem is that we don't like to have winners and losers. We want to give everyone a participation trophy. And it's okay to call a man a loser, but not okay to call a woman a loser. And the thing is this. They want to use... They want to play the game on easy mode because let's be honest, dating for women is on easy mode, but they want to get hard mode benefits. That's right. They want to be able to say, well, I have guys in my DMs. Hey, well, I got, I get invited to these kinds of parties. Well, I got guys taking me out on dates, blah, blah, blah. I should be able to be uh, promiscuous as well. No, you got the game on easy mode so you don't get hard mode yeah, benefits. Dude, if you want the exotic drops from the boss, you know, you don't <laughs> get that on easy mode. Yeah, you, you know, got to, yeah, you, you got to, exactly. So like men play the game on hard mode. So therefore we can go ahead and, you know, uh, you know, be promiscuous. We can go ahead and, you know, have a bunch of women because it's very difficult for men to get women. And and yeah. the thing is, uh, women get mad at me when I say this too. Men don't cheat. They just exercise options when they get to a certain level. And there's another thing too, like another fallacy that they have. Well, I deserve a high value man. Cool. You know what? If you have a high value man, that's fine. But guess what? You're going to have to share him in the bedroom. What? That's BS. Why can't he just be faithful? Why can't this man just be faithful to me? And I have to tell him all the time. Okay. There's two families. You're in one family. I'm one family, right? You, I, I inherit my million dollars. You were born poor and you had to earn your million dollars. You had to scale up three businesses, whatever. 20, 30 years passes by. I spent all my money, maybe betting on Dogecoin, whatever. No offense to the Dogecoin investors, right? <laughs> and then you, you built up three different businesses up to $2 million net worth. And then I come to you and tell you, hey, listen, you need to invest your money like this. You're going to look at me like, are you crazy? I'm not listening to you. Why? Well, because... I inherited my million, whereas it, I inherited my million for my family, whereas you had to earn your million. So how can you dictate uh, to a self-made millionaire how to invest his money when he made it himself and you inherited your money? And that's the, what I tell women. Yeah. You inherited your value. You cannot dictate how a man spends his value when he had to earn it. 
You must preserve your value. Men must create their value. We play by different rules. Women do earn their value, though. They got to they got they, in in terms of depending on the guy they're going for, looking mm-hmm. good, staying fit, taking care of themselves. But they're born with eating. value. Well, their, yeah, their looks are inherent. You know, yeah. yeah, it's an, it's inherent to them. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, and by no means am I saying a woman's existence is easy. Makeup, wearing heels, and all this other stuff, it ain't easy. But what I am saying is that they're given the value up front, and but it's check, their job check, to preserve it. But check this out. It's also technology. I think is is one of the big problems. Technology is one of the reasons women have to go get jobs in the first place. Because the high value men can now get with whatever they, whoever they want. Average women don't have a guy who's going to support them. They have to get a job. I would say, I would blame it more on the lack of the father in a household. The reason why, you know, the divorce rates are so high and, you know, women are not happy with men is because the father used to be a critical component in mate selection. And the father would pick a man that was conducive to his daughter's long term success. From a security standpoint, you know, he didn't have to be the most arousing guy, be the nerd, whatever. But that guy was going to be a a really good husband and a really good father. The thing is, though, since women make their own money, right? Alpha, alpha seed, beta need, right? Shout out to Rolex Masi. If they make their own money, they no longer want that security from that guy that might be, you know, a loser. They want the hot guy that, that, that is attractive and makes money, more money than them. So it's, when you were, and there's a bunch of other reasons, you know, why society fails when you leave, remove the father, but the father is a critical component. And his wife being able to lock down a man and be happy in a relationship as yep. well. All right, we got this one from Simulation115. He says, what are the guests' thoughts on otaku and anime culture and its effect on dating? Honestly, man, I love anime. <clears throat> However, I would say, though, uh, it's, created, it's created a space where, like, there's a bunch of guys that only, how to put this, stay in that bubble. And it's kind of like they, I, I don't want to sound harsh, but they only look at women <laughs> I don't know how to say this, say this in, a, in a nice way. They look at women as Just like... Just swear, bro. Yeah. Well, they guys. look at women as like um, characters. And when you look at them as characters, it's kind of like they... Um, I don't know I don't know how to put this into words, bro. They treat them like they're not real. They treat exactly. them like, like some kind of And they go fiction. to like sex dolls, all that stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah. to me, it's like, okay, you can watch anime, bro, but that's not real life. It's kind of like a perception of how it, things could be, but it's not real life. So go out there, talk to girls, live a good lifestyle, but remember that anime is for fun. When you're bored, but it's not real life. That's all I say. Here, here, here's Great. a good one. Hayden says, "I make over 100k a year, live in a more rural state, 30, and have no kids. Most girls my age have kids. Kids get hurt in breakups too. I want my relationship to be number one, not another man's kid. Marriage remains after the kids leave the house. Being there for each other is priority number one. A lot of guys don't want to marry someone who's already got kids too." I, Bro, and that's a, I, I agree hundred percent. You should not marry a single mom. Bro, and this is going to get controversial. I, go ahead. Yeah. Bro. No, you I, married a single I mom. I did it. Stupid. Right? Stupid. <laughs> and like, uh, no, for a young guy coming up, especially when you're on your rise and you have no kids yourself, to marry a single mother with a kid, you're literally just saying, saying to yourself, you know what? I'm going to put my dreams behind, focus on this person's seed and raise them. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, why would you do that when it's not your kid? So my thing is, look, if you're young, you want to make you know you know some, something of yourself and be successful. You don't want to have you don't want to have roadblocks in your life that can actually damage your pro- your progress. So I'm just saying, look, don't date single mothers because one, you have to take care of someone else's kid. Two, it may pull you back from your dreams. And three, think about this: there's millions of other girls that are single with no kids. Why are you going to that girl? She's already had somebody that give her imprint. And you're not going to break that, break that imprint from from a from a biological and from like a financial standpoint. It's just not yeah. intelligent to do that. Like you're you're basically what's happening is you have 
a hundred percent responsibility with like no authority because this is not your child. Yep. So, you know, the disciplining, there's going to be some, you know, arguments probably with the, with the wife on that. Um, the, it's not your kid, so they're probably not going to respect you the same. They're going, you're not my daddy, you know, and then you're putting all this money and effort into a child that isn't yours and the woman can leave at any time. You're going to, it's going to hurt you twice as bad because you're going to build an attachment to that child to some degree and you have zero rights to that child if something go, goes down. So it's in a man's best interest to have his own kids and to marry a woman that doesn't have kids and ha- raise your own seed because at least because family court's already bad enough yeah. you're already going to lose your own biological kids more, more than likely yeah. so you better at least have it be where you have a small chance of being able to see them versus having a stepchildren that aren't even yours and last thing in your own home discipline is made up to the woman because remember that's not your kid mm-hmm. so if you hit them if you punish them Remember, his mother really instincts saying, "Hey, you know what? That's not your kid. Don't don't punish them." Yeah, it's a bad bet for men to yeah, it's marry tough. single mom or tough. deal with single mom. Caleb Bukta says, "Women might age like milk, but you mig towers never grow up." Ooh, I mean, I wouldn't identify ourselves as as uh, mig towers, but hey, no comment. But I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I said, like, here's the thing: like, like we, we don't have a problem with guys in that community. Yeah, uh, they, they they have. Th- they they point out facts. Yeah. They speak Straight a facts. lot. They speak a lot of truths, man. And they choose. So basically, they've looked at the sexual marketplace that we just described with the globalized marketplace and yep. my pergamy on steroids, whatever. And they've decided I'm leaving. I'm not playing. And that's fine. That's fine. We ain't gonna shame those guys because honestly, eh, is I don't it worth it? Yo, is it? Think about it. Is it really worth dating? No, it is. What are you gaining from this? Mm. You get married, you might lose. You might lose. You yeah. meet a girl. It's just like there's if, a lot of risk. Look look at the facts and look at the um uh, the, the whole agenda here. Is it worth it? Probably not. Yeah. Keeping it buck. I'm not going to knock the MGTOW guys. I'll just say this. For us, yeah. we enjoy going out there, dating casually, doing our thing, you know, right. womanizing. You know, we enjoy it. If guys want to learn how to do it, we're here. If you don't want to be in the marketplace, cool. Yeah. We ain't going to knock you for it, but we understand where they're coming from. Yep. Wolfstar says, H pound, H pound. I think he meant H3, H3. Proved Tim is a fool. <laughs> Ethan is a Chad and Tim can't get a girlfriend because he's a pathetic loser. Did, did H3, H3 talk about me? Did I don't know. Write that I don't chat? That what guy. the heck? I don't know if uh, <laughs> they actually talk about me. I mean, I would be. Flattered. I would. I would be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, H three H three is a huge show. It's funny, talking man. about little old me. Wow. People on the internet Get on that radar. <laughs> if you're booming, they'll talk about you no matter what. Yeah, I, I, like when you've got drama shows like H three H three, where their whole thing is to like drama, not issues. Then it makes sense they would want to talk about me because I was criticizing them and they were doing this thing with Crowder or whatever. But I mean. I, I, there's no real overlap between anything that we do. Like, you know, all of a conversation with Sam Cedar about uh, deonto- uh, deontology or utilitarianism, and the guy's not smart enough to know what those things are. And then <laughs> Ethan will bring that guy on his show who's not smart enough to know basic philosophical concepts to be able to talk about things like solipsism or whatever. Huh. If we're going to talk about, like, the current political state of, you know, Taiwan, China, of which I'm not even an expert, mm-hmm. and then some guy who does a drama show who's like, I don't do any research, I just do whatever I'm told by the government – like there's not even an overlap there. Yeah. By all means, guys, like we're not a we're not a we're not a pop culture podcast. You know what I mean? So it's it's in his best interest, best interest to be like, aha, you know, Tim Pool or whatever, and then do this thing with Steven Crowder. We 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 talk about a lot of stuff that's extremely esoteric and it's not particularly valuable, which is tough. Because I know that if we do a drama show, oh yeah, if we do drama and gossip and Britney Spears and all that stuff and Minecraft or Fortnite, that's money in the bank. Yep, we don't do that. So it's like it'd be so easy. That's why it's right. like it's 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 like hey man if he if he talks about me and he gets people to know who I am it's I guess it's just good in the in the long run free marketing free marketing for you man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. haters gonna hate <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but oh, whatever I mean I th- I thought I think I think he's all right he, he's make he makes a good content it's just drama stuff it's pop culture we don't do that all right let's see what else we got 
Aaron says, read Soren Kierkegaard, father of existentialism, writing on self. The first stage where most people stick is aesthetic, which embodies the arts and the erotic. They see boredom as the root of all evil and is preoccupied with making life interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's like most people, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the worst thing you could do to a woman <clears throat> is make her bored. You know, that's that's the biggest thing. I, I Like when girls like leave a guy or whatever and he's a, like he just doesn't give her an emotional roller coaster because women are slaves to their emotions, yeah. man. We There's have- a reason why they love dr- crime dramas and why they want. You know, they like certain types of television and gossiping and all this other stuff. Women are more interested in people. Men tend to be more interested in things. Right. And unfortunately, people tend to come with drama, which is why women are more interested in it. On a balance of probabilities, is this all women? No. Because I know there are some feminists. Oh, my God. You're generalizing. Generalizing is how the world works. Yep. So that people can prepare for how the general world works. <laughs> Sam Devlin says, I have always been believer that men and women are created to be complementary to one another. Yes. My partner and I find balance in each other, and it is beautiful. Right. Side note, my wonderful man bought me a Peloton last year, and I felt like a queen. <laughs> hey. Yes. There you go. Yeah. See, that that's how it should be. Yeah. You know? We believe that men and women should be together. 100%. However, not get finessed. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. just, yeah, we... Yeah, men and women are better together than they are apart. Yes, yep. there's some situations that make it almost impossible nowadays with marriage and women being incentivized to break that marriage contract. But, you know, it, it, men and women work together. We've we've done it for centuries and we've yeah. come pretty far, right? You're talking, looking at us in 1080p right now, right? So, That's right. <laughs> here, here, here's a good one. Rondo says, yo, I never thought I'd see fresh and fit on Timcast. Fresh and fit. How do I convince my friend to not hate women? He had his heart broken when he was dating. Ooh. Um, yeah, so he's going like through that RP rage right, rage now. right yeah. now. The biggest thing, dude, is you got to understand, guys, that, you know, shout out to our boy Rolo again. Like, I agree with him 100% on this. Like, women love opportunistically, man. Like, you got to bring something to the table. And I think a lot of the times when men get frustrated with women, it's because they think that it's a Disney fairy tale. She's going to love me for me, unconditional love. We, we had a discussion one time with girls, and, you know, they were all saying, like, yeah, I believe in unconditional love. Again, what do I always say? Women get the privilege of living in a Disney fairy tale. You got to live in a fact based reality as a man. Women love opportunistically. They love you for what you bring to the table, and that's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't hate them for what they'll never be to you. They ain't going to be no idealistic lover, man. And I'll say, look, man, you got to stand right, bro. It's just your turn. Understand that any woman you're with right now is for a season. It may not be forever. And it's true for life. Nothing is forever. So if you were to go right now, she breaks your heart, understandably. Definitely, it sucks. But at the same time, tomorrow, Janet's going to be there. So there's more girls out there. It's just your turn. Don't take it personal, bro, because it's not about you. It's about the, the whole agenda. And here's the other thing, too. That's why in our, our podcast, we're so big on self-improvement. Yeah. Because a lot of guys need the fulfillment through women. No, guys. You need the fulfillment through you. Mm-hmm. You need to be working on your business, right. your fitness, becoming a better man. Because when you become a better man and a woman is just a compliment to your life, bang, she's going to immediately fall into her place and her feminine. She's going to know that you're on a path. And women, she's not your co-pilot, guys. She's yeah. your flight attendant. And the more you level, what, the more you level they up, want to say, the more options you're going to have. <laughs> So, no, real talk though. She, wa- she wants to follow your lead, guys, yeah. and she's only going to follow your lead if you got enough Pokemon badges. A lot of you guys got one Pokemon badge yeah, out here trying to get chicks. <laughs> Women want leaders, man. So you guys got to become, and then you can come. But you see how he, she, she broke his heart? If you were leveled up uh, you know, to a certain level, you could have her break your heart. That sucks, of course. But guess what? You're at a high, lo- a high enough lo- level where you have options you know, to your life. So if she messes up, guess what? Janet's here. Jackie's here. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't hurt you that bad because you have options for yourself. So, right on, man. Well, I think we should uh, we should get ready for this members only segment. So if Ooh, you're cool. if you are uh, not a member, go to timcast.com, become a member. The site's taken off, man. I can't believe how many people signed up. It's huge. We're hiring people. We're gonna have I think we're gonna have like four, uh, five people in the newsroom within like a couple of weeks or so. So that's huge. That's nice. Damn. Actually, no, I'm wrong. It's like six. 
snap. Six people. Yeah. So this is going to be huge. Go to TimCast.com, become a member, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, hit that notification bell. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TimCastIRL, and you can follow me at TimCast. You guys want to shout out your social media? Yeah. Uh, we have a joint page, uh, Fresh and Fit Miami. We also have YouTube as well, Fresh and Fit. And then my personal one is Fresh Print CEO. And then uh, Unplug Fit with two T's. And guys, yeah, get a, get on us on our Fresh and Fit. We do our, our main podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. Yeah. And then we do a nighttime show every time where we bring in some lovely ladies and discuss dating and react to videos every night, Fresh and Fit After Hours. And then we have a Fresh and Fit Clips channel. Check that out, too. And the Instagram course. Oh, yeah. DMs on man. Yeah. Yeah. now. There you go. Right. Um, you can also follow me at net and at Ian on social media. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I wanted to close with a quote, which I don't usually do, but I was thinking about this quote while we were talking tonight, and uh, this is something that's been bothering me a lot about feminism lately. This quote is from Musashi, and it says, Truth is what you want it to be. It is what it is, and you must bend to its power or live a lie. And I think this is exactly what's happening with feminism, and that is what breaks my heart. Wow, that was beautiful. Yeah, hopefully that that clears up in the next few years. Anyway, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids as I attempt to get more followers than Sour Patch Kids. We will see you all at TimCast.com in the bonus segment so thanks for hanging out bye guys step into the world of power loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you wanna get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.